Let's go. again you know how it is everyone everyone loves it when i come back you know i mean yeah 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 uh, we've been doing amazing since this episode three of the new year the new year's been mad already but we've had amazing things happen since then since then trump's gone okay cool so let's keep it moving um without being blunt let's go okay so last week i'm gonna keep this going i'm gonna let him have his little intro because last week he tried to do return of the mac and it was a flop and we watched it, and a few thousand people watched it, and it was embarrassing for him. So we're going to now keep that going. Um, and all to my Dallas people out there, people in America, because I've noticed you watching us and listening to us on Spotify and everything. We're, big, we're building a following out there. So the American following out there, Jamie's happening. But what's happened to our UK following? Just saying, hashtag. Anyway, uh, let's go. I'm going to bring in DMAC. Let's go. <laughs> That's so simple. <laughs> bro, bro. I think I prefer last week. Yeah, no, but you know it is. I was caught on time bro. I was short on time today, but only real proper drill fans know that that was an unknown team impression. But it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right cool. It's cool. Next in the house, we're gonna have the one and only. He's gonna probably be doing your films and videos and everything in the future. The man like Mr. Manzino, aka Kamani. Where is he? You're on mute, bro. <laughs> Hey, don't try it, bro. We know. <laughs> don't try. You muted me. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mute you. I swear to God, I didn't mute you, guys. Did I mute him? Let me no, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, how are you doing, guys? Um, I'm sure to check it out. It's called Manzino. M A R N Z I N O. Check that out. Love, guys. Yeah, second week someone's had a had a the lighting's getting better on everyone. Everyone's lighting is getting is much more improved. Yes, yes. I'm liking it. Everyone's lighting is much more improved. The camera quality, everything is better. All right, I'm gonna bring up man like Mr. Mr. Well, it's Webster with two B's on his Instagram and all Twitter and everything like that. Jack Webster. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, what are you man telling me? I'm just lifting my 100kg ball, but obviously the O's rubbed out a little bit. You know? <laughs> what are you not telling me? I'm back live in the flesh. Yeah. We're going to be playing after this podcast, so be sure to support the boys. No one supports Liverpool. Yeah, shut up. You support us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like the fact that that was not 100kg, that was 10kg. Don't like No, just... it's 100, it's 100, but I, I, I like my it. camera quality is a bit... Uh, <laughs> complete all right cool all right let's keep it moving all right next up we have the one and the only lamar let's see if he gives us a good intro oh wait oh, oh wait oh 
Oh, for fuck. Oh, for fuck. Oh, for Dead. Uh, I actually got excited. Nah. <laughs> you, know, you know when they hear the DJ noise, it's gonna be something mad. This guy actually put in the tiniest uh, bit of effort this week. She got. I thought I, I see background. I see <laughs> nothing there. And then uh, anyway, <laughs> now we got this. Listen, I guess I was on mute. Alright, yeah, Mars, you send the frost. Brit school man. Well, this guy wasn't a Brit school man. Let's bring on Mala Chisel. How much from the bay is going to paint his wolf? Hmm. 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 Interesting. Why is the camera moving like that? He's definitely moving. Like... <laughs> is it that some? Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Someone tell me. Someone the embarrassment is powerful. We'll go again. We'll go again. No, no, no. We'll go again. We'll go again. Come on, you shut up because you was on mute the beginning as well. You started the trend. Next, next. Come on, you started the trend. Why is your camera up and it's not even on? Put it on, put it on, put it on. Alright, next up, we have the legendary, the one and only, he's a regular, our guest of today, Mr. Bismarck, let's go. Sorry guys, I don't have an intro. (laughs) One second. Are you lying? I'm going to try and drop something. I heard this tune in a while, fam. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, man. Roji, 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 Roji. It's alright, it's alright, it's alright. Dijon said there's a bite, though. Dijon's like, yo, my glasses are. Dijon, you have always a bite. I'm not going to let you slide, fam. Yeah, what's that? My last my last guest of today. My last guest today. Yeah, is the one and the only, the Mr. Superstar, longtime friend, another legend in the scene. Can we get a big shout out for. I don't know. I call you Mr. Pulse, but personal friend, Glenn. Yo. Yeah. Yes, guys, I'm not going to lie. I got under so much pressure trying to think of an intro. Oh, yeah. like, grabbing stuff. I'm now I'm sweating. 
I was like, I need to get some glasses. Busy's got glasses. I was like, oh, no, this is- <laughs> I just got stressed. I got sweat. Like, yeah. So I had no intro prep. Where I ran around my whole bedroom thinking, what can I do? I was like, oh, look, I could be Jackie. No, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> Dying all over the place. But you know what? It's still, it's still probably the third best one here out of everyone. Right. <laughs> I'll take that. Everyone, take that. everyone had a bad intro. Everyone had a bad intro today. Everyone, today. Oh, I've, I've put effort into mine. That, that, I mean, you, know, yeah. 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 you know what? At least your one actually worked out. Omar, I feel like you're just getting a bit cheeky because what you're using a new camera now because it's clear. What camera? Yeah, we're using A7S3. Oh, 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 it's all right, baller, baller. I remember that. Okay, cool. Um, so before um, we start, I'll let you have a little chat. I'm just going to get some stuff together and talk about what's happening this week, what's been happening this week and everything. Go on, I'll let you have a little chat. As of today, yeah, I know nothing about stocks, but have you not seen what's happening with um, GameStop? Yeah, yeah. Madness! The people have actually just bullied Wall Street, like completely outright. I don't really know the, the specifics of how that affects the whole industry, if you want to call it that. The gatekeepers who actually originally owned the stock are going to be out by millions because they expected the stock to plummet even lower than it was actually currently worth, and instead it's gone up because obviously we're in a pandemic. And the games are really cheap. Their business has improved by like hundreds of percent. percent. So yeah, the stock's worth like thousands and thousands more than usual. But the way the game works, you have to buy back the stock eventually. Yeah. So you have to take out loans and stuff to buy back the stock, which was originally theirs. So everyone's buying stock and stuff. And it's the way of getting the people who usually can't afford to buy really good stocks are going to become like millionaires if they're bought enough, which is really cool. It's a some, guy, game. some guy turned fifty. I think he put fifty thousands worth of Scott st- stocks, and now he's he's got fifteen million to his name. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, we're just gonna start off. Just um, pay our respects. Um, so I'll start off with the most recent situation. Um, so Egler, uh, does everyone know who Egler yeah. is? Yeah, cool. She um, passed away. Um. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's what you call it. I, I mean, oh, yeah, it's, it's a nice reminder of, of how short life can be for us all and how it can be quite, um, yeah, it, it hits, it hits home. If, if for the young people, for our young generation on today, um, if you don't know who she is, she's, she's someone who's been about for years. Um, I'm not going to disclose what she passed on. That's that's up for family members and stuff to um, disclose. Um, and obviously people in the scene um, who know, they know. But there is, I've left a GoFund, um, GoFundMe link inside the description. And if it's not there, just let me know. Um, but I've left a GoFundMe link in the description for people to um, basically send some donations. It's, yeah, it's It's mad. Um, the scene just I, I can't even say it's just a scene the scene is not just losing 
um, people we love and we hold close to us, but we're also losing people like family members and so on, which leads me to, um, we lay to rest um, Jackie. Um, Yeah, so we later um, rest Jackie. I don't know. Oh, wait, it's, it's gone off. Oh, it's not. It didn't change on your one. Sorry, let me just change that for you. Um, Jackie, um, she also passed away. She passed away, um, I believe, just before Christmas. Yeah. If, um, I believe not before New Year's, sorry. Just before New Year's. Um, so we send our condolences to the family and everyone involved. Um this this year has just been one hell of a year. Um, losing people left, right, and center, and I just wanted to send my love out to to all of them. Anyone anyone got anything to say? Um, um hi Shaxx. Shaxx in the building. My life nope. shakes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any anything? What do you what are you all feeling? Like? How do you feel? I mean. It's been mad. Like I don't. I feel like every everyone I speak to has told me they've lost someone. Literally the day before, a young friend of mine just lost a twin sister. Oh, yeah. It's just I just crazy. think it's crazy times. Obviously, like I don't think um, the whole COVID thing hit people when it initially happened because there was a lot of controversy with the way government were handling it. It wasn't treated in a way that people took it too seriously. Yeah. But I think as time's going on and people are starting to feel the repercussion of losing people on a more of a first-hand basis, it, it's having ripples. Like for me, um, my aunt, yeah, my aunt, but I call her my aunt, but she's like the woman that helped raise me as a kid. She passed away New Year's Eve and it's just a bit mad. Like people, people are passing, people you know, it's starting to affect you more on a personal level. And I think before there was that level of detachment, and I know with regards to deaths on COVID, which is a completely different thing, like we've hit the 100,000 mark, which yeah. is crazy in the UK. And that's not including everything else that's going on, but it's just one of those things, unfortunately. We just need to press on and live our lives as best as we can. Do you and think- just be grateful and appreciate that we're here. Because sometimes we take it for granted because it just seems like a done deal. Yeah, do you think um, do you think people are really gonna like start to appreciate? Because um, just to say to let everyone know, they didn't pass from COVID. Both the um, beautiful souls didn't pass from COVID. We're just obviously talking about COVID in general. But do you think with COVID and everything, it's beginning to let everyone realize how short life is? Do you think everyone's now beginning to go, "All right, cool, like we got yeah. to take just take this a bit seriously." Gone. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the whole thing in terms of just being the lockdown and all that sort of stuff and appreciating the simple things and the things that we took for granted, I think all of that stuff is coming in full force now. And I think, like he's saying, like I think people are seeing the blessings and the things that they had around them and have around them still. And I think when this does end, which it will at some point when it does, that everyone will kind of, I think, will just be open to better things and you know sharing love more and just you know like i know i can't wait for, to do the simple things you know what i mean and do the things like cinema and all them trips that we all take for granted but our blessings but seem like something you just do on a random day but 
now this is happening and you know people are losing their lives because of covid or because of other things and you know like i i didn't get to go home for christmas didn't get to see my family it's gonna be the first time i was gonna spend christmas with my dad in like 10 years i didn't get to do it and it's like next time i get to <laughs> the next time i get to go to his house and do the normal things and stuff like that you know you're gonna take all that stuff in a lot more now i think for sure you know what yeah, yeah um, i feel like <clears throat> like literally Exactly the same thing. Like everything's becoming a lot, a lot more surreal. I would hope to feel to fit to say like people will start. A lot of people still will start to like become like more like aware of what you actually got and start taking things in a lot more into a deeper level. But then again, at the back of my head, I'm thinking like I can't. I can just see us going forward like because everything happens so quick just keep on moving and moving i feel like what's the chances of people actually like actually 100 fully going do you know what taking a look at what they actually got and taking it in and not taking stuff for granted do you know what i mean yeah i hope that people don't like move on take it in for like a little while and then just let it fizzle out you know what i mean because i feel like that's a huge huge thing that we always do you know what i mean i think it's become a it's a it's a it's just a normal thing for like us humans like we always take things for granted i feel like but um i think this situation has opened a lot of eyes and i feel like for the few minority it will change um how they act just in life and in general but i feel at the same time for the handful of people they'll kind of, they'll see it and then they'll just be like, once they let out and it's like a couple months down the line, it'll just be the same. Do you know what I mean? That's that's my opinion. You know, you know what? Yeah, I feel like it's been a thing of, <clears throat> as you said, it's just making everything so surreal because as we know, like as Omar, as you said, bar, barring COVID deaths, like I don't think a lot of people realise and we're not, a lot of people's not deep in that a lot of people die every day on a normal basis. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like numbers of people die every day. It's just that I feel like obviously because we've been within a pandemic and we can't go anywhere and now everyone's made the connections that we haven't been having over the years. Now everyone's kind of more aware of everyone passing and everyone kind of feels it on a deeper level. Because now you're, as I said, where we've connected with people that we haven't seen for years, we haven't spoke to for years. So then I feel like it's, it's now a case of that we're actually seeing that, bro, death is a it's a serious thing. Like, you know, people say, like, you, you die every day. But, yeah, but it's still, like, a very serious thing. And as I said, we don't realise on a normal day-to-day basis because, obviously, we're going to work, we've got stuff to do, we've got people to see, places to go, and we're not as we're not as exposed to everyone passing like the way we are now. And I think obviously it, it puts it in a place of that we as I've been saying since the beginning of lockdown, this is this is the time to actually stop for a minute and actually understand, not even understand, overstand what we have. I think this is very key that we actually need to overstand what we have here and today. Hence why I'm always saying to like, Omar, obviously I always say this to you and Kobe, like take a break because these small things, like when we pile stuff on top of each other or on on top of ourselves, we don't realise that this is what makes ourselves worse when it comes to falling ill or 
um, someone passing and um, we're grieving because then that just add, that adds weight of stress of work and then obviously that's that's going to make you deteriorate slowly I'll be real and then obviously you become another another I don't want to say another number but another soul that we've like the planet has lost and we've lost all together I think it's just a time that as everyone's always said and everyone said so far like we need to appreciate each other and what we have all together because it can be gone quicker than we even got given it. Like as we say, someone said we like we live every day but we die once. So we yeah. really we have to live and appreciate everything to the fullest because as I said, we can be like we don't know when we're gonna go. So live it up but at the same time, take time, rest, breathe, appreciate your people, show love as well. Yeah, I think what's mad as well is that everyone's like as much as you you could not like I could not know any of you guys, but I know that I can connect with you because you've all been through this. Like we've all been through the same thing. So it's a way to connect with people that you maybe have never ever known or never even met. But the one thing that you know that they've been through is the same thing as you. So we all have this now common ground of like doesn't doesn't matter how you cope, so you all cope differently, but the fact is we all went through it at the same time and that's something that like obviously it's, it's a shame that it's a bad thing and it's not like an amazing thing that we all went through at the same time. But at the same time, it's still a connection that you can't kind of get through any other way. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you meet on the street, they are going through this. And that level of understanding for people and like humanity and stuff, I think is like, is a lesson that everyone's learned at the same time. So that's a kind of a blessing in disguise kind of thing. 100%. Um, I just want to send my love out to both families. Um, big love to Ross. Um, also, Young G, he's the one who lost his mum, to all their families, man, all their families. It's, it's, it's a lot of people have lost a lot of people this year. And I just think, um, just, e- e- just echoing everything everyone said, this is a chance for us to connect that little bit more and take some time out for ourselves. But let's move on to the next and last segment before we go into our big podcast debate and all disagree with each other on certain things. <laughs> Um, we go on to the, my, my best moment, the bit that I love doing, News of the Week. Bro, what, what? Did you think it was in your intro now? <laughs> Oh, I got Tyo Cruz on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> Omar put him on spotlight as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> because the way he was looking, I was like, this Kobe's looking like a G. Kobe's looking like a little G. All right, cool. No, let's, I got lighting. You got light. I can see. All right, let's, go, let's go straight into the news. So um, first bit of news. This is a bit of a madness. Um, I don't know if it's... Let me try and get this to share. This guy. Okay, cool. So, I'll just I'll I'll make this big first. If it comes up big, no. Anyway, so um, just getting straight into it. So, a senior Conservative MP urged anti-vaccine. So, basically, vaccination campaigners, basically the people who are all saying that don't get a vaccine, to keep going with the fight against the government restrictions and told them and told them the NHS capacity figures were being 
so I can't see it, manipulated to exa- exaggerate the scale of the coronavirus. Um, I said, yeah, sorry. My camera's in the way of everything I'm reading. Yeah, so long story um, short, basically this MP is basically saying to everyone to keep the fight going against the government. What does everyone feel about that? Do you think if I could trip? I, I, this isn't surprising in the least from either of the two things that we're seeing from from a Tory guy promoting anti-vax and from the government um, maybe uh, what's the word manipulating the data that's presented before us. Uh, I think both are kind of expected. And this guy, I've seen him before, man. He looks like Senka out of like Whoville, but um, it's just it's just dangerous, man. It's just it's just dangerous. Um, what's the word? Sorry, I've, I've lost what's my word. Nah, you know when propaganda? It, yeah, propaganda, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous propaganda, and it's just like it's just causing more fear and panic. Like it's just it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, it's I, 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 go on, come on. I was gonna say, I feel like we're always gonna have people that's just gonna rebel at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, this is always going to be a case of, like, just people that's always just against whatever, whatever, whatever's happening, like, at the moment. Like, we don't even know, we don't even realise it most of the time, but, like, in normal life, like, there's so many protests and things that's being, that goes on, like, every day within, like, outside Parliament, like, for silly little things, like, protesting for, like, I don't know, trying to not pay 5p for bags anymore, like, stuff like this, like, and it's, as I said, there's always a group that just I don't think people really deep what they're saying though. Like like the mask thing, like you, you, we saw some ridiculous people saying why not to wear a mask. Like they're they're just trying to control us. Like even with the vaccine thing down to oh yeah, they're, they're trying to chip us. Like bro, like you're doing a bit too much now. Like and he's as. As Jack said, it's just, it is dangerous propaganda because now he's just going to fuel it. And then, as you said, that it's just going to scare some more people to thinking like, right, like an MP has said this. So, is there actually something really wrong with the the vaccine? But at the end of the day, as we've been saying for like the past couple of weeks, is that it's going to be inevitable at some point. We're yeah. all going to need to go there because at the end of the day, we all want to travel. As we said, Ticketmaster have already said that. If you ain't got a vaccination at um, when some of their events kick off, then you're not going to be able to come. So it's just going to be a thing that we're probably going to have a little mark on our passport to say if we've got uh, if we've had a vaccine or not. I I probably think anyway. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that I, the, the full article is online. Anyone who wants to read it, um, it. it the reason I brought it up was I was a bit angry. There was a guy, he calls himself Mr. H on the, um, on this morning. And he tried to label these type of people. Um, in other words, pretty much saying that the people who are actually anti-vaccinators are black, basically black and Asian, the BAME community. And I was angry because I was like, a part of me felt like half this information is coming from your own, like these parties, these um, high MP, like heavy leveled um, people, like we're not getting this information from anywhere. We're getting it from doctors. We're getting it from all these different places. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that you're saying the BAME community, it's like, do you think people are stupid enough just to take from 
any person on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the information that is being spread against the against the um, vaccination is actually people of power and people who are actually real doctors. Do you know what I mean? These are the real um, MPs and stuff like that. So this is what's causing everyone to ask themselves questions and go, is it true or not? That's what's happening. That is, it's not, do you know what I mean? And then obviously when you have history of bad history with vaccinations and it's such a like up and down thing that people are going to be wondering, I think what this guy's doing, I think it's very dangerous. Um, but it's not much we can do, can we? But this, there's more that happened this week I wanted to touch upon, um, similar to this story, when a man basically went into... I don't know the full understanding of the story. Maybe someone here can explain. A man went into the hospital to try and take another guy out of the hospital. Has anyone seen this video? He no. goes into the hospital. Yeah, I saw that on Insta. Yeah, he goes into the hospital. Just look it up, guys. Um, they're looking for this guy. I'm not going to grasp his name... I'm not going to snitch on him, but they've given the name on, on the some newspaper. So go and go do your thing. Do you know what I mean? Read it there. And you'll see basically them talking about this. And I just thought it was a bit crazy, um, in my opinion. But um, yeah, that's the news of the week. This week has been very heavy on COVID. And obviously I wanted to bring it up, but I felt like I didn't want to. We've kind of talked about it. We've hit the 100,000 mark on this news of the week. And COVID is looking like it's closing everything down. Um in terms of trying to keep that normality. But it looks like there's a bit of light in, at the end of the tunnel. They do believe around um, the end of like July, things can get back to normal. I know that seems like a long, long, or long, long, long way away. But there is a bit of light in the tunnel. Um, and for those who are struggling right now and saying that they can't wait, just think to yourself, just wait till summer, hold out till summer. But yeah, that's the news of the week, guys. That's the the information of the week. Let's get straight into our, f- our first subject. The first subject is... I want to bring this up first before we talk about the other ones. What makes one get more ratings in the dancing? I'm going to hey. give everyone... I'm going to give everyone... <laughs> Hey, listen, before we start, before we start, man, I don't care, I'm touching, uh, actually, let me know, sorry. Hey, repeat, repeat the question for me, please. What makes one get more ratings in the dance scene? Now, the reason I brought this subject up um, is something that I've been speaking about with close, like, brother, family, everything. And people have seen, and I remember I've, I've, I've talked to even Coves about this. I've talked to so many people about this um, outside. I've even found my point myself. I, I mentioned it a little bit, even having a little bit anger in the summer. Like, yo, am I not getting no love? Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's what you call it. It's, it's something that made me really think. I think I've brought um, a big... We've got the new generation. We've got the kind of mid-generation and we've got the older generation here. So everyone's going to kind of give their opinion. Um, I wish Shax was here because he's kind of like in the mid with Mali. Um, but he's not here. He's, he's gone. Something's happened. Um, we're going to go around the room. 30 seconds each. No, minute each. Sorry. Is, is it a minute or 30 seconds, I normally say? 30, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. 30 seconds. I'll turn my mic off. Um, Kamani, I hit go to you first. Let's go. What gives one more ratings in this dancing? Um... I just think it's it's um oh, it's tough man. I would say how how skilled you are, who you know, 
and what you've done and how long you've been around. That's done. Are you so that's it, yeah? Yeah, that's yeah. It. Cool. All right. Jack. Uh yeah, I think it's different for different age groups or generations or whatnot. But I would say the main thing, um, particularly for younger, maybe it might be who you know. But I think more than anything, it's uh, work ethic and consistency, especially on social media. I think consistency is the main thing. You yield your time? Yep. Cool. All right. Manly, remember, it's 30 seconds. (laughs) All right. 30 seconds. Let's go. Um, It depends, isn't it? Some people, as we said, uh, skill, talent, um, the way you use your social media, clout off, blown off of one video, who you know as well, and just being like a good, a good dancer at the end of the day, a good talent person, that's solid, and someone that has something to show and teach. But yeah, I'll go later. Cool. All right, let's keep it going. DMAC. For me, um, ratings is subjective because if you ask um, that question to somebody else, they might not rate like the same person you rate. So I feel like it's a subjective question anyways. But yeah, like everyone else has been saying, in general, it's just, um, for me, it's, it's, well, it's actually progression, um, your work ethic, Blah 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 stuff like that, but I thought I think nowadays it's also who you know and like the people you're around at the same time. Obviously, that's not with everyone in, in every case, but yeah, I'll expand more on it. Okay, cool. All right, let's keep it moving, Lamar. I think that it's who you know, what you know, what you've done. But at the same time, I also believe that you have to be. For you to actually be getting your ratings, I think that you also have to be doing things that other people in the dance scene actually rate and what they actually see being done. Because there's many things that people do that other people don't rate. But I'll get more into that later. But yeah, that's my point. Okay, cool. Let's keep it going around. Biz, I think it's, uh, as Dijon said, or Dimat, sorry, it's a very objective answer, like, Depending, I think it's sad that it's gotten to a point where it's like who you know. It's not necessarily about your talent. But I agree, it's about consistency and work ethic. But then I think there's so many other things that go in. Maybe it's like your business ethic. Maybe it's the way you carry yourself. Maybe it's the fact that you're willing to put yourself in awkward spaces to grow and that you're willing to elevate yourself and that there's a certain sense of risk and vulnerability with your dance. I think a lot of people stay in their genre or their safe space and aren't comfortable going out of it because they don't want to look bad. If that makes sense? Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right, Glenn. Uh, what Biz said is what it should be. It's not what it is. It should be, you know, what you've achieved, your talent, what you've given back, what doors you've opened, uh, consistency, work ethic. They're the things it should be. But I think what it is is who you know. Uh, what circles you're in um, and yeah basically the things that it shouldn't be is what people are being rated for because it's not even it doesn't matter about whether you've won certain things or done certain 
shows or certain things like that unless you're in the circle that is credible to the people that are rating if that makes sense or the people that are you know um talking about it and saying the things whereas i don't think people are looking beyond their tunnel vision to see in terms of the dance scene if you're talking about the scene the people that are like um biz said going into uncomfortable places and trying things new and being vulnerable and uh, finding their art in different ways and you know i think the things like that are it's a very skewed perspective Mm. for sure 100 percent, 100 percent. um cobes ah ratings (laughs) um yeah i agree with what everyone's kind of roughly said um I think one main thing I would say um, um, ratings is like subjective of in the terms like what are you being rated for if that kind of makes sense so um, I know Glenn kind of touched on it like putting yourself in a vulnerable position are we just rating that based on the fact that that's out of your comfort zone but then you could not be necessarily the greatest in the fact that you're out of your comfort zone do you still get ratings for the fact you're just pushing yourself or and then, but there's another circle look at it like, yeah, but you wasn't doing good in the fact that you put yourself in an uncomfortable position. I don't know if that made any sense. It made sense to my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, then, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. No, 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 no. Go on, Kobe. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go on, go on, go on, go on. Actually, funnily enough, I have a question for you, Kobe, because I wanted yeah. to open it. Like yourself, you're a young guy and you've been doing what you've been doing for a while now, like over 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, 15. So, oh, sorry. Well, like from your point of view do you feel like people rate you i was gonna ask what's your opinion of how you see people perceiving you this is a very good question um i feel like um as a individual but there's two parts of the story i feel like i'm gonna go over my face um i feel like i'm rated in the sense of what people think I can do or what I necessarily put out, um, but not rated in the sense of what I don't put out, even though I can still do it. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Could you give us an example of what you mean by what people don't see you do? Um, I feel like I can do it. No, okay, this is going to sound... I feel like everyone's just looking at me and I sound really big-headed. No, I like I can do like a, lot, a lot more than what I put out um, mm. in different spectrums, in different worlds, in different styles, X, Y, and Z. Um, but because I just don't necessarily show it 24s or at all it's kind of not overlooked but it's, it makes sense if you're not showing something how can you expect someone to necessarily rate you for it mm. it's, it's two parts to the situation but yeah I'd, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, I was, was going to be like I was going to say like you know, for me, for me sorry, sorry uh, Kobe, not even to highlight you again, but you know how I feel. For me, I feel like I, me knowing you personally and here, I feel like I rate you so much more for the stuff that you're not putting out. This sounds mad. Actually, it doesn't even sound mad because it's how I feel. And you know, you know how I feel. I rate you so much for the stuff that you're not putting out, in the sense of that the stuff that you are putting out. Because obviously, for me, for the type of person I am, and obviously how close I am to you, I know that the stuff that 
you're putting out like you're you're then this actually ties into this perfectly. The stuff that you're putting out, you're comfortable doing. Mm. But I think that's, I think that's subjective. <clears throat> I think, okay, can I can I say my point of view on this ratings thing? I think that's subject. This is the problem I have with the ratings thing. People um, turn to tend tend to rate people based on what they like instead of rating the consistency of high level of work that person is pushing out. Mm. That's exactly why it's objective, and 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 that's why that's that's my only. So where I disagree with um with you, Mally, on that one is, I don't know if Kobe. Do you feel? If he, I feel Kobe would feel comfortable in any area. Kobe's that type of dancer. No, I yeah, think, I think yeah. So, but I think what happens sometimes is we tend. I used to do this as well, and I've stopped doing it. I used to say to people, "You need to do this more. You need to do that more." And then I started realizing I'm saying it because. That's what I would prefer to see from that person. But what if that's that that's that their lane? Just because I know Eminem can sing doesn't mean I need to push him to sing. If rapping is what he wants to push out and the content he wants to go for, I've got to stop turning around and putting people into the area because I like Adele. So I want Eminem to do more Adele to show you're more more of this. There's there's constructive um, criticism and then there's being constructive towards what you like and prefer. I, I think that's, that's where I'm, that's what's, so touching on what Biz and Glenn and everyone said, this is where I get annoyed with this, this dance scene. It's clicky, but people are bait to rate certain things and someone else could be doing the same exact thing, but maybe on a higher level and they do not want to give love to that because they're not part of my circle. Back to that point of what I call that the, the Stormzy line. So I call it selective bad boys, but I mean selective people in it. Like they'll see something on Instagram. Yeah, whatever. Oh my God, look how they move. Oh, you give me feels. Okay. That was yeah. bare spot on. That was bare spot on. You see bare of those posts, innit? Oh my god, I've got to let Glenn go because Glenn put his hands up. Then and Lamar put his hand up. Then Dijon, then Biz, then Jack. I'll go. Yeah, hmm. cool. That's that's where I was saying where the problem comes in. It comes down to the hierarchy of of dance itself because there's there's this whole mentality within our scene where if someone a certain person says that this person's good everyone says that this is good and this is the thing even though there's 10 people doing that if a certain person or a certain clique or a certain you know uh group of people put someone on a pedestal everyone automatically is like this thing is is the thing to be looking at even though they've definitely swiped past that beforehand you know it comes down to you, you could be watching a certain video and you've never watched that person's video before, but because of the other people in the video, now this video is fire because it has other people that... Kobe! In a certain we place. Said it, we said it's Kobe! That's the only reason oh you're watching the video. It's got nothing to do with the video because if that had five people from another crew that you didn't know, but they were all it's dancing as fire doing the same choreo, no one would have watched it. It's funny you say that because now people are getting asked to do videos just based on who they are. It's Kobe, a lot of in in all honesty, like we we actually, I'm not gonna lie, we say this all the time. Like, like it's actually messed up that the exact same studio where Omar's sitting, like we've had at least ten conversations talk about the same thing. Like, literally bringing up bringing up examples of literally videos of this person is doing the exact same person, the exact same thing that this person's doing. But you're hearing no no bells are ringing over here, you know. 
But over here, this person is a god. But I'm just like, bro, like, like, yeah, you, yeah. What's the shame is man. those people deserve. Some of those people deserve the spotlight anyway, but they've but the spotlight's only gone onto them because of the scenario they put themselves in. Other people in the video, even though they deserved it anyway, the work is still great. But it's the fact that people wouldn't have even put their eyes on it unless it was I in that even, situation, and I that's the think, whole issue with the scene. Can I let Lamar and Jack go for it? Yeah, go on, go on Lamar. Your hands tired, <laughs> bro. Excuse, I can't hear you, bro. I can't hear you. Bro. Oh, sorry. That was like a little introduction anyway, so I didn't say anything that's quite meaningful. Anyways, um, like I said in my 30 seconds, yeah, like, to be actually ready, you have to be doing things that people actually like, like Omar said. And this brings me back to, for example, like a lot of people made or not rate competitions. So therefore, you're not going to rate a competition dancer, even if they're good or not, because that's something that you do not like. But at the same token... No, I don't want to say that because I might get cancelled. Um, no, nah, but Lamar, Lamar, I know I'll go it. I know I promise I'll get it. But Lamar, do you know what I've noticed as well? They'll, everyone will hate on a competition thing. But the moment a circle does that competition, oh my God, <laughs> that's what we've been waiting for. I'm just saying, sometimes it's not even what your style is, it's who it is. Anyway, Jack, go for it. Um, something <clears throat> I think, yeah, like this doesn't just apply to dance. This is everything in life. They, they, you're always going to have success based on who you know and this, that, and the other. That happens regardless. So I don't think dancers can dwell on that too much because that's inevitable. But <clears throat> I think uh, a good thing to take away from it, which Omar kind of mentioned, um, is wh- when you put you always, you know in yourself you can put out good content and there's a particular audience, like we said, that are going to like that content because that's what they prefer, in it. But I think the sort of people that everyone rates and it's almost undeniable to rate them is versatility as well which I don't think we've touched up on upon. Like if someone is so good, like Kobe for a perfect example, he puts out what he's comfortable in, but we all know Kobe as a dancer, he can do whatever the hell he wants in it. He can do a backflip and belly. We know that. But if he was to put that out there and everyone can see everything he's capable of, then he'll have the ballet dancers rating him. He'll have these people rating him. Like it'll have a whole mixed bag, if you, if you know what I mean. So I think versatility is also something that would make it undeniable for someone to not rate you unless they're a hater. And I think the only sort of, like, people in group that are a bit, like, clicky in this, that, anyway, are, like, the, you know, like, the, the studio heads, the choreo heads, anyway. I don't really see anyone else <laughs> like that. Um, I have to let... Uh, oh, wait, Biz, do you have to land on what Jack's saying? Let, if anything... Uh, I, I, I was going to let Dijon go, so I'll let no, you land on what Jack's saying. By all means. Yeah, Dijon, go for it. And I love. Um, I was gonna say, do you think that? Actually, before I say that, I think in general everyone's clicky. Like, I don't think we should give the words clicky a negative, not like a negative like connotation. Obviously, at the same time, I think we should replace it with like being slightly beggish towards a certain group. But we're all clicky in a sense. Like this right here. Like yeah, the weekly, like all the weekly guys that do the podcast. That's our click in a sense. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So when we see them do something, we're going to gas it because, not because there are guys, but obviously we would, if it's dead, then we're not going to give the same energy because we're not going to just be fake we'll about be it. as well. But, we will yeah. laugh at each other. The <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, um, really and truly, the dance scene is full of different cliques. That's what, and any scene is full of different cliques. 
like in music, you have different crews, you have different record. Like it's it is clicky in a sense, but I think it's how people kind of there's a difference between having clicks and then having like you know the bait like the bait heads and the bait dancers that are doing like a madness and then everyone just runs to them like oh my gosh you're so amazing but then like everyone's been saying someone else has that same capability but no one gasses them but that that just to be honest me personally sometimes they even need ratings like that from the scene because what I've also found I'm going to land real quick is that you actually don't get a lot of ratings for unless you're already good at um, going outside your comfort zone when you're in the process of going outside your comfort zone in the beginning you ain't going to get raised because people are thinking, oh, he thinks he can do crump when he's a house dancer. Like, how does that work? Oh, look at him. But then as soon as you put in the work and then five years from now, you're a mad dancer at every style, then they're going to rate you. So ratings is just, it's a weird concept anyways. From like, I think you don't get a lot of ratings when you try and expand your versatility in the first place. You know what I mean? But you get more ratings for being in your bag and just constantly working at that, which is weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I go to Biz, Kamani, and then Mali? Cool. Um, it's interesting. I think I've been doing this for a while, so I'm speaking from my, my point of view. I've survived my career, which next would have been 20 years of doing it, by just being on job whenever I'm in a space, regardless of actually whether or not people perceive me as good when I do stuff. I make sure when I'm in the room and I'm delivering a workshop, you you see some shit basically and that's leaving me like, trying to gas i try and do the same thing with my video work um but what's funny is also just being able to be humble and honest enough that you can look past the prejudice if someone's doing well if you just don't like that person mm-hmm. i feel like people really struggle with just saying you know what that was sick well done i really like that video because if you don't like that person or you have a grudge you just don't want to like, you don't want to acknowledge. And I feel like there are gatekeepers, but at the same time, us as the people or maybe the village or the tribe, we also give those people that power over us. So it's kind of like self-perpetuated to a certain extent. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, I found myself, I found the thing that got me ahead was whenever I was in awkward spaces, where people didn't expect me to do what I could do, I did it and I did it well. And then people won't overlook you because then they realise that you're a valuable resource. I don't like, that was going back to why I said to um, Kobe, like, Kobe, I know what you can do and stuff. And as good as it is that Marley knows all your techers and skills, the problem is if people, if not the right people are seeing you, you you can't elevate to different places because people don't want to, we're in a culture now where everything's visual. Like, ah, he's a dope choreographer. Where's his Instagram? We need to see the choreo. We can't just take people's words on things. People people can't afford it because they don't need to because we perpetuate this culture of show and prove and everything's visual and everything has to be here and now and very, like, self-gratifying and instant. And because of the way the culture has changed and allowed that to happen, we're now slaves to it. And it's just the way it works. I know it might not sound cool. It might not. I don't know if that resonates with anyone, if there's any truth in what I said, but that's just how I see it. It's like, unless you're in spaces, like I I did a set for Serious About Street Dance and one of the girls that did my set didn't realise how good a teacher I was until she did that performance. She got me in to teach at a uni. I taught at that uni for five years. 
I taught at that uni. Then one of my students at that uni got me to assist and work with Breaking Convention on a project where I helped choreograph a 20-minute piece. See, it's like a knock-on effect. So sometimes as much as we take for granted our students and our environment, people are watching and it has a ripple effect. So it's just, I just think it's about handling your business as much as you can. And just keeping it moving, like, you've got to have thick skin in this industry. It's not always about, ah, why won't you acknowledge me? Why won't you say I'm good? Fun that. Don't wait for people to tell you you're good. Know you're good and just keep it moving. Like, mad love for um, DMAC because I was surprised. I went to Zoo and I taught you in Zoo, like, maybe a year, a year and a half ago. And I rolled up and I see you in the room with all those cats and stuff. And you're doing other stuff from the stuff I see you doing GDMD and so on and so forth. So that's a juxta. Like Chantel as well, through Coco Jam and stuff like that. I see people growing and elevating themselves. Omar, you're doing your stuff with IMD. You also do stuff with GDMD every now and again. Like people venturing out and working with different people and expanding on networks. As well as that, like G, Pulse, you've been doing your thing from day. Like for instance, you weren't just in... You weren't just doing your Mexican thing. You weren't just doing your Twist and Pulse thing. You were doing stuff with avant-garde. Omar, why do we know each other? Because we were in the crew together when we were like 18. Yeah. You were dancing with Turbo and stuff. As well as that, you were doing EMP. You were doing stuff with those guys back a day. So if you notice, the people that are around or are cultured have come from multiple crews or multiple places. So they have a, a greater understanding and perspective of stuff. I'm not saying go out and join 10 dance crews, but just have an awareness of your surroundings that isn't only as big as the crew you're in. Like, you've got to be able to see the bigger picture. And sometimes the bigger picture isn't just you and your crew. It's the actual community, it's the tribe, it's the scene. So, yeah. Sorry, I've been talking for a while. No, 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 but you know what is... Okay, and I think that's where maybe some of us in this room is saying what we feel, that some of the, the circles that we do see have not ventured out further than their groups or their cliques or their crews or whatever. But I like what DMAC said. Cliques are not bad. You're going to, you need, sometimes you need, you need a tribe to survive. Mm, definitely. Um, I just think sometimes what it is, is when the tribe, some, some, some tribes, you need a whole village to move forward. And I think some tribes make it very clear that it's not important. Can I just jump on what you said about um, the connection of schools and read out what Sarah said? And then I'm going to carry on to Kamani because Kamani did say he wanted to speak. Then it's um, Mali, and then it is Glenn. So um, Sarah Louise Holding, um, I assume, Glenn, you know who this is because she mentioned your name. Everyone's opinion are valid. I hear you all and I see where you're coming from. However, my personal opinion is how a dancer performer is expresses themselves and executes their technique, connecting with the audience and naturally... A tal- um, naturally a talented individual should build, um, should build you a support network. I must rate Glenn. He came to my dance school due to his amazing choreo and performance as an amazing role model to children and adults, even um, catering to those with learning difficulties and having an open mind and open approach. So um, it kind of touches upon what you said, Biz, being like you never know where you're going to work and where you're going to teach and where you're going to... And that's where you can sometimes get your ratings. And it was something um, I'd spoken to. I don't think you'll mind me bring his name up but I spoke to Jan about this was learning that you have to gain your ratings with the people that love have love for you I've spoken to Biz I've spoken to you a hundred times and knowing that you respected what I did I started I stopped saying why am I caring about what 
I guess we call gatekeepers or I guess we call them the head honchos. Why am I looking for that? When some of my head honchos are right next to me, like Glenn, um, you shared one of my videos um, when we did with IND thing. And I was catching a little bit of feelings because I was like, why about the other guys? Why is it? And I was like, wait, if these guys give it ish, why am, I, why am I giving my energy to people? Because those people aren't giving me the energy back anyway. But I'm forgetting there's people here giving me energy. So there's that level of where kind of what DMAX said sometimes about it's good to have your own click and own, own tribe. I think sometimes we do at the same time give too much energy to these people. Um, even within each other, because we may not all like our own selves. Maybe there's a clip between Kamani, me and Malachi because we like videos. So we like each other's stuff, but we don't give love to Jack Lamar and DMAC. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes then don't give an issue about us, I guess. There's that level. Kamani, Sorry, hold on. It's just the natural theory of you'd rather you look at the glasses being half empty rather than looking at it being half full. So you're always gonna, you're, as much as you've got love for Glenn and Glenn's acknowledging your shit, you want to get the acknowledgement of the person who isn't acknowledging your stuff because that's the person you're trying to break through to. But sometimes doing that and being so tunnel vision towards that person, we we forget to acknowledge those that do support and rally us. That was my point. Sorry. 100%. 100%. Come on in. Um, I'm just going to start by saying, like, how I see ratings and stuff, I see it as, like, two circles. I see an inner circle and an outer circle. Within the inner circle, it's the more of the temporary ratings, the more of the people that have the moment now. A couple months, they're not going to have it. It's what's in right now. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the trend, what they're doing. It's working right now. It's trending right now. Everyone's loving it. But then a couple months before, it wasn't them. And a couple months before that, it wasn't them. You get what I'm saying? And then there's the outer circle, which is more of like a permanent rating, more of like a, yeah, like I can rely on you 100. Like I respect you, not just as a dancer, but as a person. And that's a big thing that I mess with heavy as well. Because um, there's a lot of like dancers I look up to. But then as people, I don't really respect them as a person. But that's just a whole other conversation. I feel like that plays a big part. However, I feel like a lot of people are so narrow-minded within the inner circle to get ratings from people that are just within the inner circle rather than the outer circle. Like, it's like me saying I'd rather more, more ratings from Dijon than Omar. Because I don't see... Do you get what I'm saying? Like, in that type of content, um, Dijon's my bro. Dijon's like... you get what I'm saying? When Omar's a role model to me. It's like you need to kind of pick and choose who you actually want this from. It's like people, like you were saying, Omar, you was kind of you blocked out all your 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 wider circle. You didn't really look at them, but they're there, they were present. You get what I'm saying? So I just feel like from now, like you need to. From what I do anyway, I just I don't give two ish, and I just do what I do. You either know or you don't. You either rate or you don't. Like I don't care. I'm doing me. Do you get what I'm saying? That's hard. Cool. Yeah, can I can I go to Mali, then Glenn, then um it was Kobe. Shaq, do you want to say something? Because you're that you're that kind of niche middle people like Mali that. Mali, go for it. As I was gonna I was gonna say about that. But me and Shaq have just been saying this year, especially especially learning from last year, is just literally just go where the love is at the end of the day. But as Biz said, it's always you're always trying to break through to the people that don't know much about you that kind of you want them to see your work, to understand you as as a creative. I think that's where I feel like I feel like we're all gonna have that no matter what, because 
it's all about you expanding as a person and reaching and touching different people of different different environments necessarily because I feel like everyone always has something, at least one thing that's in common. Um, again, I want to relate back to like, obviously, Omar, what you said with the Kobe situation. Sometimes you feel like that's a case of what, what I like to see. But for me, I don't see it. It's not a case of what I like to see at the end of the day, because as I said, if Kobe was in a, a ballet ballet production tomorrow, I'm going to support that same way. If man done contemporary tomorrow, I'm going to support that same way. If we stop dancing tomorrow, I'm going to be like, yo, fam, I don't know why you're stopping dancing, but if that's what you want to do, I'm going to push it at the end of the day. I always see it as that. As you said, everyone has their lane and he's obviously tested all these areas but as I've said to like someone obviously Kobe before that sometimes you got to venture out even more within, I don't know if this is going to make sense, venture out even more within your versatility because you don't know the doors that that's going to open. Like obviously you could be definitely comfortable where you are. Like let's let's not lie, like comfortability Comfortability is a good, I mean, it's not a good and a bad thing, but comfortability can be a, a bad thing as well. You get what I'm saying? Like, we can be always comfortable with what we're doing. Like, cool, like, I'm comfortable with where I am now, so, um, um, so to speak. But if someone was like, okay, yeah, um, we've got this opportunity for you, do you want to take it or not? Like, why, why wouldn't I? Even though I'm comfortable, I should, I should still be able to go, like, go and get it because... At the end of the day, we always want more. But it's sometimes uh, remembering to stay humble while we have more. But there's nothing wrong with opening more doors that will make you have more. But um, yeah, touching on what kind of everyone said, I feel like it's just going where the love is. At the end of the day, because I've like personally me, I've really felt like. 2019 and 2020, like I've had a couple of discussions with Shaq. Like 2019 and 2020 has just been a year, and even now to a sense, a year where like I haven't felt love at all. And this is even from like my peers, so to speak. Like, as I always say, Kobe always Kobe's a person that's someone that's always lifting me. I'll be real. Like, as a brother, always lifting me to understand where I am and what I've done. But, like, as I said, I feel like... Oh, how, can I put, how can I put this? I don't, I don't know how to put this, but, yeah, man, I, I feel like, I feel like um, the thing of consistency as well, not even, not even within dance. Like, for me, like, I don't feel like I need to be rated within dance because I've, I feel like and I know that I haven't proven enough of what I'm able to do within dance. And I know that personally, but... That the fact that as Omar, as we've discussed before, like not a lot of people know that you have so many other things to give because they'll go off of what like they've seen. You get what I'm saying? Like just because they've seen one, you've do like you've done one video, they're not gonna assume that you're able to do X, Y, and Z and support you in them in that kind of field as well. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, man. I wanna go on to um Glenn. Um I think we're getting to a place where we're understanding what makes one get more ratings. I think versatility, that's one thing I've heard a few times. Versatility, showing that you can go in different realms and showing you can execute in these realms. So is that are we getting to a place where we're kind of understanding what gives people... And then obviously you create connections that opens doors to these other people. So there's a little bit of networking. 
I don't know. What, I don't yeah. know. That's that's I, what I'm that's what I'm picking up from everyone. So I'll, before I go yeah. to Glenn or Bismarck, oh, you can say something. Yeah, no, yeah. like I agree with everything you said. I think we might have gone a bit off transit, but yeah, a little bit. Um, Marley, as much as people can see what people are doing, the problem is because of the society and the generation we live in, where we're very visual creatures, it's like out of sight, out of mind. If people can't see you do it, you can't do it. As yeah. far as people are concerned, in my opinion. And that's not like me sending. It's just no one's gonna assume you you can. You're a firefighter. If they've never seen you firefight. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's like what Omar says. Like, and um, I think she kill she kill said it before as well. Omar, if I'm right, if it if it hasn't been recorded, it never happened. It document don't. If it wasn't documented, then it never happened. Happened. Which is obviously, which is kind of like. It's kind of like a, a good and a bad thing, to be honest. Obviously, hence why we're such of we're now in a space where yeah, we need to record this, like we need to record that, like we need to record this, which is which is obviously like kind of a uh, kind of a good and a bad thing, I guess. At the same time, obviously, it's not totally bad, but then sometimes I always hear like people of the older generation of all all, all different like um, aspects and um, professionalism and professional lifestyles or careers whatever like some are like why are we so internet based but then it's just like we need to be internet based and yeah no definitely I come from a generation where it took me a long time to adjust to putting out my work I felt like my work's for stage I'm not trying to put my stuff on social media for everyone to see it I think I think our age was why are you putting the video out someone's going to see your routine and copy it or take stuff from it that was the original sort of thinking. And then over time, it kind of changed when we started to see people were going viral really quickly by putting their work out. And that's when the whole culture sort of twisted and everyone was a bit like, let's yeah. put our work because there's money to be made. Like, there's yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. So, right. I was just saying, that's where, that's where, obviously, we did go slightly off of what the question was, but that's where the world has changed because as, like, the culture of or the industry or whatever is corrupt in the sense that you know, you guys are talking about a village and a tribe and we're a tribe and there's different ones, but the dance scene should be the village and the tribe. It should be as a whole looking at the bigger picture because you're looking at, you know, I'm sure you guys have spoken about it before when you're looking at other crews from other countries and they're doing Super Bowls and they're doing these other big things that us as a unit, as a UK scene should be thriving and aiming for those things and lifting everyone. But because of human nature and and the the, the, the trending stuff and the things that's online, people's you know inability to, to to you know break away from that and support each other like like I always think we mean Omar literally spoke on the phone a couple of weeks back and I was saying like, like me and Omar was in the crew 15 years ago together like slum funk like and now we'll post stuff and obviously me and Omar back each other but there's there was 10 other people in that group and I was in I was in 10 other groups over those years and there's 10 people in those groups I'm like their eyes aren't on my thing and I was I was getting in this thing of like they've known me for 15 years like I've been in the game where it's like new people don't know my my history but they do so like why are they not like backing it they know how far I've come from the beginning to here yeah. and you, you get yourself in this weird place of like expecting something because of where it is but you just have to understand that isn't just that just isn't how people think and like you said you have to look for the love in the circles around you and in the people that you know, have your back and hold you up. And, you know, obviously you want to make that circle as big as possible. And the more people you can show love to and that can show it back, then 
it's going to get bigger and, and better for everyone. It's just hopefully like having conversations like this, the dance scene should become the circle. You know what I mean? We need to try and bring everyone into that, but you know, automatically someone will put something out and these people will move away from that. And, and it automatically creates, you know, compartment, whatever the word is, you know what I mean? Compartments of different things where people are staying away from certain videos and certain things where it should all be one unit moving forward, really. Do you know what I think it is? I think money is, I think, I was just going to say, like, with what you just said there, I do think money is a big reason for it. Now, I think some of the people that are seen as the gatekeepers or the key holders, I think people sometimes, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, I do think some people feel like if they give love to that person more, it'll create more of an acknowledgement towards themselves and then there's more of a chance money-wise or they just see money bags in that individual that they feel if they get to be part of that click and that circle and that love, they're more likely to get gain from that than they are from others. I don't know. Is, I am I wrong? I disagree, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think people that like you don't see like for instance Twist and Pulse where we're commercialized as a as a as a brand and as a dance group and stuff like that. But if anything, people don't back our stuff. Like I don't like when we post a video, we get loads of views, loads of shares, all of that stuff, loads of likes, great. But ninety nine percent of that is not the dancers. Like I don't know hardly any dancers that post our stuff. Like most of my Facebook, my Instagram is all dancers that I've met over 15 years. I don't get any reposts from any dancers like you, Omar, one or two here and there. But mm. it's the opposite. And like we're, we're someone that people should look up to in terms of like, oh, okay, this is a, they've created a business and, you know, you've moved into a different section and stuff. But it's the opposite of what you said. I don't think it's that. I think it's their thing. Oh, that's too big. We need to bring these up to this. But it should just be, a, it should be a whole. Do you think it's hating them? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. That's I what I mean. I, I find it crazy that it is that, like, like I, I'm not bitter about it, but as in I'm, I notice it, obviously, because, like I said, my my Facebook is my friends that dance, and that I see when I'm going through Instagram or I'm seeing them posting people's videos. So it's not like it's not happening, but I don't know the reasoning behind why they do they avoid or do they not see or I also I don't know what the mentality is. I, I was looking into this. So something someone said social media is not the new place to to rely on anymore because it's an algorithm and the algorithms work on different um, things that you tend to like and share and they tend to give you the the, the same fifteen people. So even if you have a you're following five hundred people, they'll give you the same fifteen to twenty people if you like the same sort of stuff. Um, and until you start liking them things of the other people or you go out with your way to do it. So they were saying that the new way back to forward is actually going back to the old school way, which was website, you know, basically, well, what's his name? Um, and he did all like those movies where he dresses up like a woman. I forgot his name. Robin Williams. No, no, no. Um, black man. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, Medea. Medea. Uh, yeah, Tyler Perry. He said the way he actually made his millions to billions was actually gaining emails actually having contact with these people because you lose mm. contact. Cause I, I found with social media platforms, there is a level of, it kind of, it actually, it benefits, um, it benefits social media by us being clicky on what we like because it creates, it, it actually algorithmically creates that circle for us. Yeah. So it means I don't see, I think there was a great example. Um, DMAC, um, I, I, I can openly say this to you. Your video, I had to outrightly look for it. It never came up on my timeline. You know when you did the video? 
It never came up on my timeline. So do you think there's a bit of it? Yes, there's a bit of obviously clickiness, but do you also think there's a level of social media has decided to make a decision in which where, who sees what? For example, Shax, yeah. Shax, you sent me your um, new class of um, working at workouts and stuff like that, right? Before that, I had not seen it. It didn't come up. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So do you think it's a case of maybe sometimes we have to now go down a different route to get this information to the people? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm now trying to find ways to, in, in ways yeah, to where, we, where we do get these ratings. Maybe it's a case of people aren't giving ratings because they... they um, I don't know. I'm just trying to find things, yeah. Omar, I think the algorithm works based on who's got the biggest following. So certain things ain't going to show up. If you've got, like, 1,500 followers and then someone's got 50K, like, it's a different ball game with the algorithm. Especially if you're an aspiring artist, like, your stuff just isn't going to come up. If you're not hitting, like, over a 1,000 views within a certain amount of time, it's not going to be seen as serious. It's going to be seen as yeah. local community. That's, that's how, yeah, that's how Instagram works. So what Instagram mm-hmm. does is exactly that. It does it, so it susses it out to 10, I think... That's what maybe hurts us, but it susses it out to 10 to 15 people. And we unfortunately all end up on 10, 15 people who like to scroll past us. It then makes a decision after the 10 to 15 people and how people have liked it. And it, the bigger your following is the bigger the mass of that of number. So I'm just going based on the basic number. If the 10 to 15 people do not comment on it and like it, it doesn't expand it further. Now, when it keeps on getting further, then it decides to say, I'm going to put this on the explore page. That's how, I mean, that's yeah. what I learned. That's what I studied. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. There's a big, there's a whole other discussion in the social media backing thing. Yeah. But I, when it comes down to the base of people's mentalities and and swipe pass and all that sort of stuff, I think there is a disconnect between people and just saying what we've been saying about people sharing people's stuff. There is a disconnect for whatever that reason is that people scroll past in dance. It's a thing, like for sure, because like like I can speak for someone who's on the opposite side of it in terms of like. I, I've got followers on the platform, so I know the algorithm and I know how to match that. So I know that people are seeing it because it's getting views from the right places. So like, I know it's past people's timelines. It's got to that point yeah. where, and, and, and I'm someone who actively, I DM everyone. Like I, I make a point of, I inbox everybody with the link. Like I make it very easy. So there is avoidance there. Like there's actual avoidance there for whatever reason that is. And, I think that happens in in many ways through different things. I think that happens with workshop promotion. I think that happens with um, competitions. I think that happens with all different types of dance-based things. And, yeah, that's where the disconnect is, and that's something that would would need to be – it can't be fixed because I think it's just a human mentality thing. But I think that's that's where the issue lies, and I think it's deeper than just like, oh, yeah, it's not not getting out to people. Do you know what I mean? I think it is deep-rooted. Shaxx, you said you wanted like. What do you think about this? How are you going to get ratings? How are we going to? If you're you're telling a new ten year old, twelve year old kid, he wants to get in a scene. He's seeing different ways, or she, in different ways of the <clears throat> scene. How do they gain the respect to be rated? Um. I mean, personally, it's it's obviously not the same as before, um, because myself being someone that's like directly in the middle of like 
seen or whatever. Um, obviously, Glenn can correct me if I'm wrong, but when TPDC started, no one was really like, no one was really rating us. Like people were more like hating what we was doing than rating it. And yeah. because of the the mentality and like the thick skin that like Glenn and Ashley had for TPDC, we kind of built a mentality where it was like we'll just use that to like motivate us more to the point where like you had to rate what we did at yeah, some point that, because it yeah. was in your face all the time. Yeah, because it was that thing like we're getting a you know what I'm saying? So like every show that, show that like it was Sorry, so I didn't mean to be a Kobe, bro. But I was saying, yeah, it is that thing. Yeah, so like, yeah, every, every show that we went to, like, from the audience, but not from... Everyone knew, okay, like, this man, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> no one cared. It was a very disconnected thing. Yeah, no, it's calm, bro, it's calm. Sorry. Omar. Yeah, bro. I'd say to answer your question, you got to make your own tribe from scratch. you got to get the people who are your day ones to support your work. Because when you're a 10-year-old coming up in the game, the big wigs don't know who you are. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you have to inbox someone and actually genuinely ask them their opinion. Someone that inspires you. Like I've, I've had messages where I've contacted dancers that I feel inspired by and I've asked them. I've spoken to them, had conversations and spoken to them about stuff. We're in the digital age where it's very easy to get connected with people. And sometimes that's the only way you're going to jump on someone's radar because you're not moving in the same circles. So I think it's maybe it's have a conversation, maybe it's get your local people to champion you and hopefully you break through some sort of barrier because what you're doing is actually good. But then it's it's a juxtaposition in the sense that all it takes is one video of you doing the right thing, you could blow up. But then again, there's a lot of odds against you for you blowing up. But the most important thing is consistency and having a having a, uh, having strong skin. And being able to take when people don't like what you're doing and just keep keep on moving. Because most of the people, in my opinion, that are successful, benchmarks of the community now, such as yourself, Glenn, you've, you get knockbacks, but you just keep going. You're too stubborn to allow what other people's opinions are or the minority opinions that don't like what you're doing. Way too stubborn. <laughs> what you're doing. But that's good because if you if you were to take to heart what other people thought or the one person that doesn't like your shit, Pardon my French. If you listen to that one person, you stop. Where, where would your empire be now? So you've got to just keep it moving. And it's it's like a game of chess. It's a testimony to how long you can stick it out and how long your stamina is before you break. But you just never break and you keep going. And eventually, you'll break that barrier. But yeah. a lot of people fall off and don't get to that point and get fed up and give up. Yeah, that's why my so point is, is always do what, like, just do it because you love it. Like, Forget yeah. everything else. Like, don't worry about what's going to blow up. Because, like, again, I can put my hand up. I've I've been lucky enough to be the guy that's blown up 10, 15. But it doesn't do nothing unless you carry on. Like, you can blow up. But unless you have the consistency to carry on after that blow up, it means nothing. Like, we couldn't be 10 years in the game as Twist and Pulse if we went off the one video that blew up the one time and did nothing. Because all the downtime in between all of them things is what matters. Because those yeah. little things are great and, you know, you enjoy them when they're there. But the reason we carry on after is because of of loving what we do and what we're creating, and you know, like seeing that lovely message from that girl. Like they're the they're the reasons I dance and why I teach and why I choreograph. Like not for the blood. The fact that something blew up is is great, and it means people, you know, people appreciate it and then enjoying it. But 
even when that happens, I'm always thinking about what's next. And I think everyone needs to get back into that mentality of like, why are you dancing and why are you loving it? And, you know, the ratings will come in the right places when, when they're meant to. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, okay. Biz oh, yeah, is like about the younger lot and just me being younger, like being 18 and like being dancing for like the last four years, I'd say like that what we spoke about ages episodes ago away ago but episodes ago yeah when we spoke about that validation from olders like people that's been in the game coming up as a younger that's not really been in the scene having to feel like you're having to get that validation I feel like that comes hand in hand with how I see it if you're coming up and no one rates you the only way you can kind of get that ratings quicker is if someone that's already rated rates you if that makes sense so someone that's yeah. popping already, if they rate you, then people will jump on the bandwagon. But other than that, you're a lone ranger, you're by yourself, you feel me? Yeah, Cobes, can I let DMAC speak and then I'll let you go? I'll go on. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think as well, um, and obviously I'm going to say this, but like everyone kind of naturally does it, but if you kind of do something for recognition, we've already said it in it, but if you do something for recognition, then you're bound to feel um, the knockback once someone actually doesn't rate your stuff because not everyone's going to rate your thing. You know what I mean? Like, you can't impress everyone. So it's one of those ones where if you're doing something for the recognition and you're doing something for that feedback, then you're bound to feel like the bare end of it. You have to do something because you actually want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Go on, Cubs. Um, Mine was... I, ha- oh, I kind of agree with what everyone's saying. I was just going to ask like three questions for you guys. Um, the first one being related to what Kamani said before about, um, and kind of what um, Ohm's and Biz were saying about the glass being like half full and not really paying attention, not paying attention to the fact that the glass is half full and not it's half empty. Have you ever tried so hard to try and get someone's recognition or to please a certain someone and on the way lost everyone else's appreciation how does that make you guys feel if you've done that? I just want to say it out of I feel like I'm an idiot for doing that. I've done that before. I'm trying to get someone to really like my piece. That, that I almost overlook everyone else that's rooting for me and everyone else is committed and invested in my vision. But I felt like did, that was... Did that person ever recognise your piece in the end? Um, it got to a point where I was almost more upset with myself for seeking that person's self-validation than acknowledging that my shit is good. Why does that one person matter to me when I've got all these other people supporting me? And it's almost like a slap in the face to those people because I didn't acknowledge their support and their belief in me in the first place. So sometimes I've turned around and been like, oh, why did Mrs. J not like my video? Oh, let me let me try harder. I want to impress Mrs. J. Just an example. But then I realised, but then I've got another 10, 15 people that are supporting me and telling me that's shit's dope, sharing my video, liking, writing in the comments, like and it's people that as Glenn said, it's the people that the people that support you are the people that surprise you. It's not necessarily the the dancers, it's the people that just appreciate your work at face value and have no agenda. There's no hidden intention like oh I'm gonna like the video because you might 
let me feature in this next one. It's just people that look at your work and you're like, I like your work at base value. So it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, like answering your question is like, I think people's uh, mindset is is what they're doing rather than like the, the, the further ahead end goal. Like I always see what Twist and Pulse is doing as like this thing that's years away rather than the next video. So I've done a few things where I feel like oh, it's for a brand or it's for an agent and we're doing it because they're going to like that. And if we do more of those videos, then those things. But automatically you start doing that and you start heading this way. When me and Ash are aiming to do this, and it's always been our aim, and when you lose the focus, you you start impressing. And, and yeah, you may get more things in this sector. And then once those things fade out, you then come back and realize you haven't moved any closer to where you want to be. So I think it's very important to understand what you want from stuff. Like I had a big thing of like, ah, oh, street dance and comedy, and like it's all like it's not deep, and we need to do something like really arty and like you know, show that we, uh, I've done tap and ballet before, let's put a bit of that in it and really like storytell and stuff. And then I'm like, the reason our brand is what it is is because we take people away from that dark, deep state and, and it's about enjoyment and entertainment and laughter and we, we get hired to come to places to lift people out of them spirit. That is the whole point in our brand and we have to understand what our brand was to know we make pieces like this because that is what we do. It's not that we can't do these other things but you naturally will doubt yourself. And yeah, there's been a few times where we've made videos or done certain things and I've never looked back and not liked it, but I've always gone, all I did there was lose focus on what the actual goal was and why why we're doing what we're doing. I think that's very easy to do. And I think it's okay to do that now and again, because you know you learn from each situation you go through and sometimes you do need a release in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's good to shake shake something out of your system just to know that, like it's there and, and and you can do that but i think look look way further ahead than just your next video or the next thing just think why are you doing this in the first place you know what is the end goal sick that's dope <clears throat> so i think we've i think establishing now finishing this off was what makes us get more ratings i guess is yes it is your village yes it is um be more versatile and yes i guess it is um connecting more with other people um but it's also i would say to stay in what you've all said stick to your goal stop wasting time on trying to impress people um it will come it will come just impress yourself push yourself be consistent and be the best version of what you're trying to push out there and i think that's how you get more ratings do you know what I mean? And I guess you're all going to want ratings from the head honchos or what our version of head honchos because what is what we see as head honchos isn't necessarily the head honcho of that circle or whatever we call the, the best. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not going to provide you if they all of a sudden do rate your stuff. It's, it, you know, you know that's, why, that's why I mentioned money. You never know. Maybe it is going to bring you money. Maybe them sharing your thing is going to elevate you. You never know. I, we can't deny that that could be a possibility. But just keep being consistent is one fact factor to getting more ratings. Let's move on. These two should be shorter because um, they're quite they're, they're quite. It's let's go to HHI. Um, let me get rid of that one. So HHI, I've had a new location, place, <coughs> a new space, new everything. What does everyone think about it? What does everyone know about it? By the way, I know nothing other than I seen the post. I, I like it. I didn't read it. I watched the live. Um, I'm in two minds about this. I'm going to say my first mind. 
Um, I think it's dope um, that they've you know collaborated with um, other sporting than Arnold, Arnold Centre, Arnold Sports Centre, I think, in Birmingham, um, to kind of make it like big and impactful and greater tear. My other half, just being devil's advocate, is like, did we need to collaborate with other forms of sports to get to this point? And why? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, although it's like UK dancing for championships, is it going to feel the same now that them, there's, I think it's like 12,000 people watching or something? Um, which is dope, but are the 12,000 people going to be there to come and watch dancers dance at Hip Hop UK International, or are they going to come and watch because it's MMA, cheerleading, and dance? Can someone explain what's actually happened? So basically, um, should I get a video up? It's up to you, mate. Let me get you the video. Give me a second. So what, HHI... Collaborating with like another sport or so Arnie um, Weekender is just basically this um, place where they have loads of that kind of more like strength based sport um, sports. um, So I did. Oh, sorry. Um, Performances, shows, and everything like that. So it's like competitions, different competitions, gym competitions, and all that stuff. Um, And they've decided with that whole um, different types of sports they're going to have. They've decided they want to host HHI. Um, as a re- I'll let I'll play the video to you, so it's much more it makes more sense than I'm saying right now. Um, and then you can you can pretty much say, do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Tell me if you can hear everything. Can everyone see it? Yeah. yeah. To you guys live. Everyone mute. You. Wait, can you hear it? Or you can't hear it. I can hear it, but the feedback is. Making it weird. Yeah, cool. Let me try and sort that out. Apologies. But yeah, so that, that's basically it, really. Is he's basically said that they're now collaborating. Um, and this is meant to be, like, massive. It, it, can, it has about 12, they're saying 12,000. I don't know how true this is. I don't know how factual this is going to be. Um. You never know of these things, but it's saying up to 12,000. Tell me if you can hear it now. UK Hip Hop Dance Championship 2022 World Qualifier. 2022, not the 2021. 2022 World Qualifier will take place in Birmingham October 1st through 3rd at the NEC and that we are being hosted by none other than Europe's largest multi-sport festival, the Arnold Sports Festival. That's right. The event is so big that 12,000 people have already pre-reserved their tickets. Do you know what I'm talking about right now? That's right. And yes, The Terminator himself is expected to be there that weekend to usher us all in. That is right. So, yeah. I think that's sick. Biz, gone. It was a lucrative move, and rightfully so. 
at the end of the day, I don't know about you lot, and I think everyone in this room has been at a HHI event. The audience mostly consists of us. The audience is dancers. It's just us. So why so why not partner up with another company whereby they're probably getting a space cheaper? It just economically makes sense. Just do it. At, at the end of the day, it feels more like a competition. It's going to feel more like you have to put on a show for the people. Like, as much as the judges are there, we all feel the crowd energy and stuff. We're dancers and performers, and we feed off of that energy. So it's not necessarily about it being a good move. I don't think it's necessarily a good move for us local dancers who live in London, but now we're going to have to all travel to Brum. But that, there's going to be bums on seats. There's going to be audience. There's going to be opportunities because you're performing in front of more people, which raises the awareness. So it just makes sense. It's like, it's a power move. As well as that, obviously, because of COVID, I wouldn't have been surprised if the whole competition thing had been wiped out at the fact that they might not be able to have awards this year because of everything that's going on. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is they're already strategizing about how they're going to save their brand. Because if there's no qualifier, people don't compete. If people don't compete, there's no money generated. There's no money ge- generated. There's no representation on the world scale. Yeah. So they're just doing what they need to do to survive, in my opinion. And I say that as a person, as an individual, not someone who's related with the actual organization. This is just my opinion. It's it's a it's a chess move. It's a survival instinct. They're ensuring their survival by partnering up with another business. I think I think it's I think it's dope. I, I yeah. that's me personally. I think you can't um um and, and Biz obviously I know you're you're associated with them, but um I think from us as who who have all like Shaq, I don't know if you've ever you ever competed. They have other rounds and other stuff like freestyle battle stuff and all stuff things there. Um, but um, you would would you call it? Is it, I'm going to show you the video. I'm going to show you a video of this place. I'm going to be in our watch shown it reviews because I don't. I've never watched, actually properly watched. It. I just literally threw this up and thought, let me take a look at it. So I'm going to try and get it to restart. Okay, so this is it. Can everyone see it? So, I mean, it seems like this arena is going to be massive. It looks like XL, kind of. It reminds Mm. me of XL big time. Which leads me to being a little... That looks exactly like XL. Okay, so then if anyone is thinking Excel, this sound, I'm just putting this out there. We know about Excel, move it, and it's little small little stage that they give for dancers if you're not on main stage. Do you think that's what they're going to do with HHI? Yeah. Definitely. They can't. They can't. I have a feeling they will. Now I've seen that. I've never seen that before. Now I'm a bit worried. I feel like um, they wouldn't, but I feel like they also could in terms of um, how was how big was the stage this year? And uh, we had the measurements. I can't remember, but I don't know. Like after what they did at the other stage, where they made the stage feel a bit more technically, it was correct, but it felt smaller. 
And I've been to Els Court, court with, is it the road show, the antique road show, when they do the big exhibition? And they also have it all closed off like that, just like they do at um, the, um, what do you call it, XL. No, I think Omar, I think Omar knows the game enough to know what what it needs to be at a minimum, and I'm sure there's requirements in the deep down of what it needs to be in order to be safe to have a certain number of people compete. I'm sure there's a square footage. It has to be at least. I don't know. I'm 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 a little bit worried now. I've seen that. I'm a little bit worried. I don't think there's any reason to be worried at all because, like, as as Kobe was saying, as nice as it would be to to make an event like that ourselves, right now at this moment in time, the dance scene isn't big enough to do twelve thousand tickets from from strangers alone. At least for HHI, anyway. Like, this is this is only going to benefit us, and yeah, we might have to deal with a small stage, but you're going to be exposed to so many people who have no idea about the scene, the culture, the dance. And like we've all said a million times before, people don't appreciate dance until they're there and in the moment. And I doubt there's 12,000 bodybuilders who are that interested in dance, but they're going to see it. They're going to hear about it. They're going to record it. It's going to get shared. It's just going to make us so much bigger, like just as like collateral of, of the event. I'm respecting more of the sport as well. Mm, yeah. But I was going to say, bodybuilders actually do care a lot about dance. They do hire choreographers. Yeah, I've choreographed the bodybuilding thing before. They love it, right? Yeah, they love they, it. It's even better then. It's <laughs> even better. At the end of the day, like, it's, uh, HHI is just a segue to, you know, the, the full the full finals and wherever it's going to be that year. So, it's got to go there, whatever stage it is, and do the thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, um, we're all used to performing in front of people that aren't dancers anyway, and usually it works out better that way. They're more gassed. They're more excited. The more interactive, yeah. So this is a W for everyone. Um, I'm just going to read out what was said, but I didn't get a chance to. So Daniel Black says, "I think it's a good idea to be honest. In terms of the dance scene, it will be good for the UK um, as the dance scene is highly underlooked here, as well as um, we know example of how people try to mock b-boying before it hit the Olympics. This could be a start of a good view. Um, so this could start a good view for dance and branches us to more opportunity for people, which we kind of said. Joel says, um, he says, like many of you have kind of mentioned, NEC is a good space. So it seems like everyone seems to know that this space is... That was the first time I saw it. It reminds me of Excel straight away. But okay, cool. So I'm going to trust him on this one. I'm just worried on how they're going to map it out because I'm assuming they're going to give us a corner or something. Do you know what I mean? That's how I see it. Um... If the organisers of HHI do their due diligence, it should be more than sufficient. Um, that's what Sharon says. And I I, I think I, I agree with that 100%. I, I'm just worried because I've seen what Move It does. And Move yeah. It, where I see they the main stage and then how they treat, they call it the second stage, but it does not feel like the second stage. It feels like... Oh, hands, hands up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even feel like B Tech, it feels like a dirty little secret. <laughs> like, and this is nothing against Move It, I love Move It. Um, but I can imagine being told them going, Oh, um, I'm D this year, gonna have to perform in the second stage, and me doing this and going, What? Must be Captain Street, I said that might be the case come 2022. Be careful how you speak about Move It, fam. Yeah, I love Move It. They, they, they put us on Instagram recently, so we care for our talk. But, you know, <laughs> i got love for them. No, but yeah, the yeah. Is, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. 
you got to think of the space, like, and all them things, even if you got like, Comic-Con and stuff like that, then places yeah, are bigger. So, yeah, you might, I think the stage size will be fine, but it might not necessarily be in the main part of the whole exhibition, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, if people are there to watch HHI, they'll be there watching it. So, if people wander around and see it and you get more eyes on us, then great. If not, it's going to be the same people that have bought their ticket to go see it the same way, so. Yeah. Um, Joel says, he said, nah, I guess he's saying to me, nah, cl- um, close shows there, and um, and one year they had a dance section and it was a big stage, same as Move and Move It Main, but that was a close show. And that's what I'm just worried about. I'm, what, I'm like, obviously, but you know what? The Arnie um, Instagram was proper bigging this up. So I guess they're looking at it as a massive thing. And if Arnold comes and gives me, gives me a, what do you call it, a pat on the back, my life is complete. I'm also going to ask one of the to say, can you say, I'll be back. I'm just, you probably Everyone's going to be banging them Terminator sets for hit your back for that moment. <laughs> Terminator set for that moment. Yeah, Terminator sets coming out. <laughs> I think this is uh, like this is like beneficial for like a knowledge standpoint as well, like because for someone like Shaq, this would be perfect for like bridging that gap between fitness and and dancers, isn't it? Like, and then like you know, we can, yeah. they can learn flexibility. We can learn how to take steroids, and it would just like bang. Do you know what I mean? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Sharon says. Um, Sharon says. I think you have every reason to be a little bit concerned. Yeah, because you know it is. However much, if you've done HHI over the years, if you've done any of these type of shows where we have to co-collab, you see what happened. Okay, I'll give you an example. Double XL one year, co-collab with Move It. They had a whole stage. And in the end, it was just a little room where you did your where you got taught choreo. Does anyone remember this? I don't know if anyone remembers. It was like a qualifying double for double XL for GWI, but it, then they changed it double XL. You had to. I know this because we took IMD there when they first started as little kids, and it was just basically it was the same room that you know you shut off if you t- if you don't get to get in main stage, not main stage, but main choreo room. You, this is like the little room they take people. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. And I saw that, and that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried if Omar may not re- like, and who, and it, where Omar is probably. The other Omar, not me, Omar, has yeah, yeah. argued with other people in the past and had disagreements with people like maybe at the main arenas where we've performed at the sports halls and fights the argument and says whatever. Will he have? Will he, how is he going to argue with these big organizers who are bringing in twelve thousand people and say move us? They're not going to listen to him. That's no, maybe not, but like like I said before, you know what you're there to do, so you just gotta go there and do that thing and know what that again what's what's after that, innit? Obviously, hopefully or I I believe that Omar's gonna have his ish together, but yeah, like you said, them big companies they, they like to throw their weight around. So you know, but I've been to other shows where they've said the stage is big and then you rolled up and this half the size and you've got a fifteen man crew and <laughs> you still gotta do the set, innit? So <laughs> Just be prepped and know know your set before you get there. <laughs> be ready to redig. <laughs> and plus, they're they're due by legal requirements to have a stage a certain a certain size. Exactly. Yeah. They have to have a minimum size, so they can't afford to shed it too much. Yeah. It's against regulation. Hundred percent. Yeah, but you know they did that to us last year, and then the 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 size we had curtains catching us. The curtains was part of our set. 
Yeah, you've got like 40 men in your set, that's I'm why. Busy cutting Okay, let's finish it off to BGT. BGT, over. I know this. BGT is important. As much as sometimes people don't rate it, it's a platform to elevate artists. Yeah. Especially dance artists that do really well. Because a lot of guys go viral. Len, I lie. George yeah, Simpson, I lie. Diversity, I lie. Who are now a household name because of their interaction with BGT. And plus, most of us won't get that sort of platform and opportunity to showcase our work to millions of viewers that will lead to opportunities and work. And that's why everyone wants to jump on it. I know, like, I've heard stories about people having bad experiences or being treated certain ways, and I've heard stuff. But at the end of the day, I always feel the pros and the exposure outweigh the cons. So there will always be there will always be a demand for shows that um, expose people in the sense of giving them a platform and opportunity to reach more people because you become accessible and it leads to opportunity. And that's what it is. That's what social media is about. It's about putting out your work so you can get opportunities. So that's what people want, opportunities and the chance to, to showcase their work. No? It's full circle back to that ratings point. point mm. we're talking about, isn't it? it's, Sorry, Cobes, you put your hand up. I don't know. Yeah, Cobes, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say, I feel like I was going to say what I was about to say or what he was going to say. Um, but leading off what you said, there's about opportunities. Um, and I think Theo said it to Omar and said to me, I think if you know what your intentions are, then you know how to use what you're going to use. And I think that's kind of been the whole kind of thing, even leading back to about the rating thing. If I know I'm posting, I'm not going to link it yet. Let me link it after. But like using the platform, how I want to use the platform, like you said, it gives you an opportunity to see a million people to see what I want to show them that I might not necessarily get on an Instagram because of an algorithm or because of this and X, Y, and Z. So it is a platform. I don't feel like it should it should be over, unfortunately, for different reasons. Partly because I want to, you know, go in there as well. Just tick off my to-do list from when I was It's kidding. over for this um, season, right? But yeah. Uh, completely. Huh? Is it over this season or they considering cancelling it permanently? I have no clue. I'm just going on what it says on the board of the <laughs> All right, well, so what, okay, so anyone else, gone? yeah, Glenn. Yeah, obviously everything Bismarck said is correct, but I think it's coming to a time now where it's the same as I know there's an algorithm thing with online, but the whole million people's watching, that that's that's a that's a moment on online now, that's a video, that's your next, that's your next post, that's your next anything, like that reach is no longer how powerful it was. Like when, for instance, we did BGT 2010, yeah, and came second, and I couldn't leave my house. Like, I couldn't go anywhere. Like, we're doing arena tours. We've got the screaming people running off the bus like madness. We won champions 2019, won the whole thing, nothing. Totally different atmosphere, totally different dynamic because the power of television's changed. And the whole 24-hour news cycle thing and the way things change over, it doesn't have the same uh, effect. So obviously, it's great to have it there because it's another way of people from our community and stuff to be seen and for artists to be seen in it on telly. But you're still fighting. It's, it's not an algorithm, but you're still fighting the, whether the producers think you've got the right thing for this 
season or whether you know you got the right story to fit on television but the power that you have in your own hands at home i think is way more powerful than the t- the, the television opportunity that it was back in the day and i think i think people still give it too much power and see it as like but if i get on the bgt thing that it's gonna it's gonna give me that career that it's given x y and z but again the reason it's given these people x y and z is because of what they do after the show it's not obviously the the you know like i said getting the viral videos a bang and getting on the show is is epic but if you go home and sit down it don't mean it don't mean nothing anyway. I mean, you might get a thousand tweets and bare views, but that doesn't start your career, or make you money, or or drive you to to new experiences. It doesn't do anything. That's up to what you've done with that experience. I mean, I think you have that you have that power already without the TV show, and I don't think BGT has enough oomph behind it anymore. And I think because of the way it's been, I think it's churning it's churning out acts to a point where the people that are committing to doing it. Are, are throwing together an act for BGT rather than being 10 years in the game with your crew and going, this is our time to do BGT. So people are like, oh, me, you, and da, 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 let's put a trio together and let's go on and do BGT and do this type of style rather than like committing to, I want to do this. I want to do this. This is special. I think this is a special art. I think this has a place in the world. I think this teaches people stuff. I think this is amazing. Oh, BGT would be a great way to show this off. It's different. Yeah. Everyone's saying BGT. Oh, what could we do? Oh, busy, free, bro. Let's, uh, let's do something different mentality i think if it went away for a bit i think it would give people time to find those things now when it come back maybe some people have you know they've sat in their seasoning for a bit and they'll be ready for something i think maybe they need to find a new new platform i mean this is nothing no i'm not going to say it to i don't I'm, i know youtube yeah i'm being serious i'm, I'm not actually joking i'm being yeah. serious there's it stuff can only be youtube say biz there's stuff i mean I know there's, I know there's a dance show. I think there's two, two dance shows coming, new ones. Yeah, I, I think that's where you have to go. I yeah. think you need you need to go to the places where you need to, where it's more accessible to be grabbed. And social media has a higher algorithm to get in those millions that TV TV. The, the thing is, even how they mathematically find out is based on, um, what's it called, telecom and all that stuff and. Blah, yeah, blah, just because someone left their TV on, it counts. Like yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean the same as someone actually engaged in your actual. Yeah. Performance. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I, I think. I think is it also comes back down to what Biz said and what Kobe said. I think you need to know what you're going on there to to do. I think you need to go with the intentions of what you're going to do after. I I think if you go on that show with just a and obviously you want to win the money. That that's the big that's the big budget thing. You want to win the two. The two hundred and fifty thousand um, pounds, but I think you have to go there with a business mind, and I think that's the mistake I've made in the past on these shows. I went there with the the movie type mindset, like we're gonna win and build a studio, and everything's gonna live every happy day after a great life, yay! And that's not actually what this is. This is to anyone watching right now. I see a few people jumping on now, so anyone watching right now, that's my personal thing. If you go on these TV shows. A lot of people have gone with the wrong mentality because, for example, um, Glenn, you mentioned it. I'm just going to talk from my point of view. Building a social following was only was based on these TV shows. I'm not going to deny that the acknowledgement wasn't because of these TV shows. Mm-hmm. But it was we actually started getting more followers because we started to engage with people and we were being consistent after. Well, I've seen people go on that TV show 
and nothing happened. And I think there was this mentality of when I go on a TV show, it's just all going to fall in place. Yeah. And it didn't. And then their, their mentality was, I guess it didn't work, but it's not, it didn't work is you didn't know what you was actually intending, intended to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as like, I was saying about like the crew thing, like people put together an act for the show because they think there's a gap for it. And then when they they do well and they come off the show and then they realize that one, they might not want to even work with these people or two, that this isn't the idea they want to be doing for the next 10 years, but they've committed to something that they now have to like push. But if your heart's not in it, whereas if you've been in a crew for five years and you already guys know that you're aiming to do this, 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 and like you have your IMD goals and targets that you're trying to reach, you already know the trajectory in which you're going to like head to. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think the problem is the idea of the exposure and the idea of putting something together for it. People don't think about, yeah, when you finish and you're all sitting in a room together, it's like when they make bands on shows and then they just break up because no one, they don't actually like each other or, they will live in different parts of the country and it's like, it's impossible for them to carry on because it doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? It has to like, it has to be seasoned and it has to have some sort of thought process behind it. Like, don't get me wrong, me and Ashton had nothing worked out in 2010 in terms of like career, but we knew what we was doing was right and we were going to carry on doing it regardless of the show. So the fact that it allowed us to carry on and gave us a, a shining light on us was great because we already had ideas of fish, brush, brush we're going to do, but I think I've got a lot of people like messaging me for soundtracks for it because they're going to go on and do it. I'm like, cool, that's a cool idea. And then the other person, like, oh, I put this together and I'm like, you just think that it should be done rather than like in 10 years, we want to do this because in 10 years we want to be here. And I think it's a very, very mixed mentality with it. Joel says, um, but do the public um, want to watch BGT? I think that's a big subject. Yes, I can't good, why not? The public will watch it if it's good. And that's wherein lies the struggle because it's getting a high calibre of dance group or a talent acts in that people want to watch. And as time goes on, people are more exposed to seeing more stuff. So they feel like they've got to like reach out. So now it's like the people working on these shows are really out there headhunting talent because it gets a bit generic. We start all looking a bit similar all the dance acts that have done well have been crews that are stuck together. Like, do you know what I mean? You're going from diversity to the flawlesses, the IMDs and Paradise and whatever that have got abyss and have got to that, them stages. have been crews for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Years in the game, right? They're not just thrown together two minutes later. Do you know what I mean? And they're also people that have carried on and done stuff afterwards. And I think that is the, yeah, that's a big issue. Kobe, you sure. experienced that, didn't you? a crew being put together just for a show, being on that show, and then literally you've done nothing since that, have you? Go on, Cobes. We'll share your experiences. Um, yeah, I think from the from the moment Glenn kind of spoke on it, it kind of really resonated in the sense and it. It kind of like hit the, not hit the nail on the head, but you know like yeah. when you're, you've done something and you're just like, oh, why didn't it work? Or this should have happened, this should have happened. And then you kind of just hit the nail on the head in the sense of, it was put together for that without necessarily for anything else. So when, even when like it didn't happen, like we didn't get, make it or whatever, um, it's like, what is the reason to carry on? Because that was the reason. Whereas when crews are formed, the reason is 
for longevity or to carry on legacy or to teach, to share knowledge. So that's your main purpose. The fact you're just going on TV is just to highlight that for the rest of the world, where this was for the TV show. That was really mm. it, to be honest. Like, even the set itself, like, because, like, for example, like, IMD, for example, they have a, a, gen, a generic DNA or a creative system pulse. You have a DNA. So even when you went back on um, is it all, all, uh, all champion champions, you kind of knew how to go there. Whereas when we were put together for the show, we were trying to find something that fits the show rather than yeah. what fitted us, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, that came from the fact that you've been a crew beforehand and you just went on there to, to broaden your opportunities, for example. Yeah. It's like another thing that I find quite funny with the shows and stuff is that you see it when, for instance, I always, with System Pulse, we've had the question of people saying, oh, like, oh, it'd be great because you guys can have some dancers behind and then we'll have this happen and like a ring of fire around you and all that. And we've just gone, scrap all of that. Like, we don't want none of that. It's just us two because when the show ends and this company calls us up and they want us to perform and then we go along and then we perform, they're like, oh, where was the fire and where was the, the 10 other dancers because that's what they saw you do. It's like that's not what we do. If we can, if we can hold our own as just us two, then it doesn't matter when the show disappears and all the lights fade and we go anywhere. It will still just be us two in our costume with our music, and that's us. And it will work no matter where we go. Whereas, if you go on there, the idea and they always, you know, they sell you the bigger picture and they go, ah, oh, you know, have all this and you can do this and you can fly in from here. And then Butlins calls you and asks you to go to Butlins and then you're standing in the middle of the stage with nothing. You already are setting yourself up for not feeling the same energy that you felt on that day. And then you'll, na- you'll naturally just feel it dip because the goal was never bigger than the show. Do you know what is, um, can I just read that? So the majority, so KE says the majority of BGT, oh, sorry, the majority of, B, of, of the BGT audience are not educated in dance. So if you were to participate, your set as it has to engage with the non-dancer dancer far more by gimmicks and wow factor. So if your set has a theme or more meaning that um, they just don't, sorry, someone's come back in. They just don't get the, I'm sorry, where am I? They just don't get it as much. And um, and that could determine how far you get on the show, etc. cetera. Um, I, I agree and I don't agree. Um, I'll explain why. Um, I do agree that if you are putting a team together, you're going to have to come with the, the things, the gimmicks, the what works with BGT. I do think that those them authentic artists that do come on, they're the ones you get resonated to. Um, is that the right word? Resonate, resonate yeah. Resonated Res- to, yeah. And those are the ones you look at, like the comedians. The like, I actually watched it this year. I mean, there was nothing else to really do much but to watch it. So I couldn't even just say I was working. Um, I watched it on... And it was, yeah, I think the only thing that put me off was the fake um, audience bit. That that was a little bit like, uh, it was unreal. But other, actually, other than that, the ones who were, and at this stage, I guess they only had the real actual artists. It worked for me. I was actually watching it and like, that comedian's funny. Oh, they make me laugh. Okay, I see what's going on here. Oh, that's actually quite cool. Um, So, the, the, like the magicians, all that stuff. So, I do think the ones who do get far or further are the ones who are genuine um, within themselves. Sometimes it's not. I'm not saying that always happens. But I think you have to make, you have to be strong within yourself to say, I'm not going to come with a gimmick. I'm not going to come with a cliche. That was the same thing with ourselves. Um, they said that, oh, how many kids have problems? 
home problems, issues, how many, whatever. They, they talk about that stuff. It's not because they're bad people. They need to find a, a, a edge. They need to find a story. They need to find something that they believe that the audience or the nation's going to turn to you and go, yeah, you're the thing. You're the one. Um, and that's what they're looking for. Um, D Spencer says, got to dance over BGT. Um, this is the problem, D. I'm just going to say, half the reason why I got to dance didn't survive was because no one was watching it. And the dance scene weren't supporting it. So the dance scene were bitching about that. And I said, like an Arsene Wenger Arsenal thing, be careful what you wish for. I said that. So um, I said, anyway, um, DMAC, I want to ask you, because obviously you're a young person. Do you feel sometimes if, if BGT is over or is cancelled or just cancelled for the year, let's say it's not cancelled for the year, because I'm, I'm reading articles now and the articles are saying that um, it may just be cancelled just for the year and it will come back because of COVID. Let's say it was cancelled forever. Mm. Do you feel like it was a, a platform that you could have used personally? Well, me personally, I feel like everyone's always finding new ways to um, gain exposure anyways. So I feel like, especially for our generation and below, it wouldn't have been a, a mad blow for us to lose BGT because as you as we're already seeing like people on socials doing YouTube doing this doing that like finding new ways TikTok like everyone's just kind of finding new ways in it so I feel like for me personally it wouldn't be a a major major loss but then as um Glenn mentioned anyways there's a difference like or someone else um mentioned BGT is like kind of a different platform like it's really really gives you mad exposure times 10 compared to like you know social media and with how the algorithm works anyways um you're not guaranteed exposure whereas if you go on bgt the chance is more there if not but yeah that's my opinion go on copes go on copes i'll just talk for now um, yeah, go I feel like, no, no, as no, serious, as like a young person as well, if answering the same question, like, sorry, me, um, just to say, um, I know we keep talking about like experience, stuff. like, one thing I learned from, hello, <laughs> yeah, you're delayed, bro, <laughs> you're delayed. Hey, this guy's yeah, um. Yeah, no, I just short and sweet. Um, I like having the options. That's it. Like, I like knowing that if I did want to, I could. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather have the option than not have anything there. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, but I, I think that's 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 what I think. My only thing is, if it was to go, my thing is is the 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 lack of options. Shaxx, I know you've spoken to me about this before. Um, you turned around and you said, in your personal opinion, obviously. It's not for you. So what stage would be for people who don't want to go in BGT? I think Glenn kind of hit on hit, hit a little bit where he said, um, crane at your home. What what where would we be? Where would where could we go if it wasn't BGT? Maybe we need to create our own platforms. Mm. What world of dance have no? But World of Dance have the likes of Jado Money and CNN behind them. So what? No one in the UK will push it, not? 
Yeah, but I'm saying, whether we had a UK dance show ran by dancers that's actually going to give a fair sort of testimonial to things. But then again, you've got to think, with most of these shows, it becomes about viewings, it becomes about ratings, it becomes about generating revenue. And that's why these shows are the way they are, because they're, at the end of the day, they're trying to make money. It's all to do with money. Who's even got the money to do that, though, at the moment? Well, the greatest there's always people with money. Like, there's partners and stuff that you could get to, to support and finance an idea. You just got to convince them that it's profitable. But the problem is, going back to what we first spoke about in this, as a scene, we're very segregated. So you yeah. won't even support each other in the endeavour. Yeah, we all had a discussion. Yeah, I've, said this to I've said this to Kwani. Kwani, me, I've said this to you before. So the reason why I get so jarred when people go, ah, custard, the dance shows and that stuff, I've always said it's because we're so segregated, they see that and people from the outside companies see how dispersed we are, especially I'm talking about the street scene and the urban scene and how we disagree with this. They take opportunity. I'm still pissed that TikTok is a billion pound, like company that franchised off the urban dance like let's be real it it, it it didn't blow just because of just the funny videos it franchised and got to a next level because of urban dance same thing with Drake same thing with the, their songs blew because of urban dance styles and because we are so disconnected I did it I did it I read it I had to do an article on this because of Fortnite and um, I don't know what, I can't remember, I don't know if it was the Mirror. The Mirror asked me questions, and I said it's just because we're disconnected. They said because they wanted a, um, now you've got people, I think, what's his name? The Millie Rock guy. Um, Two Millie. Yeah, he finally said, yo, I'm, I want to sue Fortnite for taking my move. And like, and, it, and they were saying, why is this happening? What's happening to that? In music, you could never do this. In films, you can never do this, but dance is so easy. Oh, no, in some styles, you can't even just do that. But when it comes to street, it's so easy to take moves from there and walk away, and no one's going to think nothing of it. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I, I mentioned the fact because we're disconnected. We're so disconnected, yeah. and we're still arguing. There's moves 30 years later, and we're still arguing on what the freaking... I can't... It just jars me what, what popping is. No, people go breaking. Well, breaking breaks up into this. I think because people in the breaking community have finally said, enough of the disconnection, we're going to go do this, and this is how it's going to be, and we're going to take this Olympics, and we're going to say that is why we've seen steps being made. But within the kind of hip-hop world, we're still arguing on what the prep is. We're still arguing what Happy Feet is. We're still disagreeing on what Smurf is. We're still disagreeing on what version of the WAP is. We're still disagreeing. So they see that and they take advantage of that and they and they go along their way. So I think until we can start to, with now we've completely gone full circle, go with what Glenn says and become one big tribe, they will struggle to break us down because they can't break down ballet. They can't break down... Um, tap to an extent they can't break down certain other styles but street they can break that they can do what they want with us and say to any kid come and come and do this because they know that there's no particular rules in place yeah, no so we're so disconnected with it within ourselves we'll argue like, if someone sees us if i do something on stage and they don't like it instead of saying let's let me educate you and help you forward they just sit and laugh or cuss or say you're 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 not real you're not the, you know what I mean? You're not the, you're not real or whatever, which cool, which you can't, millionaires, their jobs, I'm having a situation even in, in my own home. These rich people, their job is to take advantage of a good 
of a good opportunity. And there's millions to be made, billions to be made. And they're making it with ease. And we're making none of that. TikTok makes billions and gives us thousands, if if not hundreds. Yeah, but that's the letdown of the fact that, like you said, we, we're segregated so much that we can't, we couldn't have our own dance show run by us because I'm sure we couldn't even all sit here and choose the same three judges from the industry. And if you did choose the judges, there'd probably be people that wouldn't, wouldn't uh, sell tickets slash get viewers slash earn enough, like have enough of a name for the show to even air on a channel that's worth airing on. Like the whole thing doesn't work, which is why having got to dance and all those things were, were a platform. The world of dance is obviously the best platform at the moment that's been out because you know, it, it has actual, it's it's had a level of talent and dance on there that, you know, we can then, look at and see. I, but and that. World of Dance, all the people I know who've gone World of Dance have cussed the same way. Yeah, it's, it, because it's all, run, it's all run to make money. It's the same industry. It's, it doesn't matter that it's dance and it's had people that we know on it. The fact is, from the base meeting, when you're in, when you're in that, that conference room and you're trying to make advertisements and sell, you know, the, the space itself, it's... It's not the game. We're, play- we're playing the wrong game. That's why there's no point even trying to think about going down them avenues because it doesn't work. All right, Lamar. Who would you? Who's your judges? Your three judges for our own TV show. Who's your three judges? Gone. Let me hear. Um, oh, this is a hip hop show. This is, this is our hip hop hip hop dance competition, 2024. <laughs> who's your three judges that you're going to run and get? I would definitely add Ken. That's number one. Um, other two. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know, you know. I actually don't know. Go around. We'll make our own free together. <laughs> you, know you know why? I think you don't know. Because I know you would mention names that wouldn't sell tickets, that wouldn't bring in viewers. That's just me being real. Also uh, looking at people that are actually qualified to actually do the job. That's the problem with us. That's the that's our uh, issue. They're not the same thing. That's the issue. We are so on this qualified. What makes J Lo qualified? Oh, what no, makes no. Neo qualified? Come on! the best. But what makes them qualified? Are you done? Exactly. I think the thing that makes them qualified is them doing like the big production where it looks like a lot of dots. Like, say, Jalen. Neo hasn't done that. Neo hasn't done that. I can't lie. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Me, I'm talking about Jalen. Neo, oh, I personally don't know what he's done. But what's it called? Yeah. Other than be on Step Up High Water. But other than that. Hold on, though. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Neo, though, he done um, The Wiz. Yeah. Stomp the yard, innit? Near done the whiz. Oh, oh my days, I forgot about that. Oh, he was in the yard. What he done in the I thought that was Chris Brown. <laughs> He's in it as well. Oh. Nah, Chris Brown died in the last 10 minutes, though. <laughs> oh, Look, Jade, Kendrick, Ashley Banjo. Again? Cade? Jade, Kendrick, Ashley Banjo. Cade who? Hackett. Again, so this is where it comes back to that point. Again, so... You're, you're saying it's based on who you think is best. Do you understand? You're saying it's based on who you per- prefer for who's qualified. We've already learned that this is about where, selling money, selling more tickets. You're going for one season at best. 
you're going for one season at best. Okay, the difference is, I wouldn't put me on there. I wouldn't put me in there. Put I don't Simon Cowell in there then. Let's flip it. What's, what's, your, what's your free, Omar? What's your free? I want to hear this. Oh, my free. My free would definitely be Ashley because UK love Ashley. And that would be silly not to get someone who doesn't, who already understands about dance. Not the racist ones. No, yeah, not the racist. Yeah. Ashley Banjo, for anyone who's <laughs> confused. Do you understand? Yeah. But who actually knows about yeah. dance and he can go on there. Then I would throw in Simon Cow. Simon Cow brings in my middle-aged people. He's going to bring all those people who don't care about dance and he's going to bring in. We, I know he doesn't really know, but I'm going to bring him in because it makes more sense. Yeah, the man is not supporting this. The is not supporting this. You don't have to support it because you're going to last one season. I'm lasting a few more seasons than you. No, no, no. Obviously, crush and burn. Yeah, crush and burn. Obviously, as we're, as we're talking about this segregation thing, that's gonna we're still going to be segregated with that mm. panel. But no matter what, we're still going to be segregated. We've literally just oh. said how we're going to have, how, how we're going to make a dance competition about with just dancers. So we're going to have a dance competition with man like Simon no, Cowell. We're judges, we're talking about selling this. No, when we're saying about dancers, we're saying about the dancers that are basically helping to make this run. Now, the problem is the dancers business. The dancers helping to make it run. Don't think business. Don't think, let me bring in the right people to make this work. The dancers think about, yo, let me, I'm going to bring all the people that I think is properly qualified, but you can get properly qualified because people have done that and it didn't work. Sorry, I'm going to go on, everyone. Look, all I'm saying is, if we're bringing in Simon Cowell, if you did a collab with IMD and Two Two Dogs, you're winning right. the competition. Right. You're not getting it. You aren't getting Here's it. Here's what you do. Bro, Here's what you do. You can have anyone judge. Technically, you could switch it around. Say, for instance, the mentors are well-known dancers in the scene. And then the judges are iconic celebrities that are going to attract an audience. Or you do it the other way around. So you can have your Ashley Banjo as your judge. You could have your Simon Cowell as your judge. You could bloody have Nicole Swazinger as your judge or J-Lo. Those people are there to bring in the audience and to get bums on seats. At the end of the day, people are still going it, but people are still going it. That's it. But this is what I'm saying. But it's going to be a, sorry. It's going to be a mix of both, bruv. This is what I'm saying. Like I've seen, you're saying, Ohms, you're saying, okay, yeah, whatever. I don't support it. But as a, if you're talking about as a scene, we're still not going to be united. Like no, 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 no. You're not understanding. You understand? For me, to be united is us trying to work as a team to control it. It's not about who's on the judging panel. There's no doubt about it. Ken, I'm not. I'm not talking no, about. Honestly. I'm saying, Ken, I'm saying, I'm not denying Ken because Ken would be our what we would call our professional person, our professional person. But what these TV shows look at and what these TV shows sell, you've got to sell to the vast majority. The reason why you've got to try and sell to the vast majority is because people aren't going to sit there and go, oh, that person's more qualified than the other person. That's how it works. It works about selling it. Now, you're, I'm talking about us bridging the gap. By bridging the gap is by putting someone like Ken on that seat. But by just putting all the names that we want, um, with all the friends that we go, oh, yeah, because they've done more, it doesn't – I wouldn't put me on there. And because Adam Day is about, is about the viewing, what is our social presence outside of this area and how can you bring more people in? 
Do you get what I'm saying? And you can start, you can kick off some careers. So you can kick off, I can put maybe Lamar, that one-off, I'll put Lamar as a new person on there. But I still need to have a panel of people that are powerful enough to carry them. But the problem is, is I find I find in this scene is that we go, we want our own shows and we cuss every single time. But what these guys think is that I've just put millions of pounds that you yourself would never put in it. If you had that million pounds, your first thing isn't to do a show. Your first thing is to invest in buying a house or something like this. These guys are going, I'm putting that millions into this show. So therefore, I want to guarantee I make that money back and double it. So people like, um, for example, Twitch, Michelle, you mentioned Twitch. Twitch, why is Twitch big now? Guys, you think Twitch got big? Twitch has only been pitbull brought in on that show on World of Dance because he got big on Ellen. Um, Ellen, what's it called? Ellen, Ellen did, did, did right? the new DJ as well as a new guy of dance. So that's what made them go. Let me bring Twitch in, but they're not going. Oh, let me bring Omar in because he's one of the UK um, choreographers. They're saying that's not going to sell. And we, that's just, um, Bismarck. You mentioned this before. This is what made us, uh, all of us, start to realize that you've got to get your ish content on the socials to show that you have a um, presence in the world for these guys to go, yes, let me bring you here. But until you keep on being persistent to the presence or putting your presence out there, you, you can't just say, I'm going to bag the people of I believe is worth it on this stage to go onto that stage and go there and, and become the judge. And the, to bridge the gap is you've got to put the dancers, you've got to make the main choreographers, the people who are, are creative directors. They're the people helping bringing the right people in. They're the help people guiding the groups into things. You can't say, yo, put, put them as all three judges. That don't make sense to me. Anyway. Guys, just heads up, I, I have to leave. But I love and appreciate you all so much. You've really contributed to my day and I'm thankful. I Hey, Jan, you know, is next, man. Hey, Jan, look, he's going to pop out of nowhere. Watch him. With the dog on his lap. <laughs> he's going to pop out of nowhere with a dog on his lap, man. Playing <laughs> on PS4, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, how, how, how can we get this? What do you think? Sorry. Ken Paris and Brian Friedman. That's what could be said. So yeah, so so is that so is that what you're saying? That's a, that's, a, that's a yes from everyone. Come on, speak. I feel like this is a this is a <laughs> you're not getting millions. <laughs> I'm on speak, bro. To sit down here and think about who you'd have on the show. We could be here all night. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, for all yeah. Right. I would have Kobe Turner, Dijon, Lamar. That's my dream. I would have. I would have. Um, He's trying to wrap me. I'm going to end this show now. It's trying wait, to wait, wait, can I just say? Listen, I never said. I never said that it has to be dancers. But I said to. I'm saying. I, I said to you, the scene's just still going to moon. I never said it has to be dancers. You never heard that come out of my mouth, man. I said the scene still got to be segregated. That's what I said. You said what sells. I never said that it's not going to sell. I know that, fam. I never, I never disagreed with you one bit. I just said the scene is still going to like moan, as um, Kamani said. And let's be real, they're going to do that because as soon as you bring in someone else, they're going to be like, "Why is this person here?" As we always do, no matter what the case is. Let's be real. The scene always goes, "Why is this person doing that?" 
but why is this person doing that? But why is this person doing that? But why is this person doing that? Am I am I chatting? Am I chatting my mouth? I'm Can I say my no. three? I would say um Ken Harris and Brian Freeman. Actually, no. Let me swap um Ken for Banjo. And then, yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Chris. You was gonna say something. Actually, wait. And like, as like, if there was like dance mentors. I'd have like Ken, Jay, and someone else. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kamani's just reading off the group chat. He's he's just reading what Kobe's saying. Sorry, I apologize. But this is the thing where you're 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 thinking from a perspective of what you know in your head. But like to have, say, Paris and Brian Friedman in an international thing, but then to have mentors and have your free like UK people. That's that's not an all-rounded outlook on the show that's that's why i'm saying that it doesn't make sense to to discuss it because there's no there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer there's just everyone's opinion on what's in their brain that makes sense but at the fact of the matter is if this show was on a on a conference call with people with money like none of these combinations would be getting sat like getting greenlit no of course not <laughs> that's what's sad and that's you know that's just the the aim that's that's why we are where we are and that's why we have Neo, J-Lo and, and Derek do you know what I mean doing World of Dance but you know I think it's a pretty strong show as such to show talent off do you at, think at, at do you think something will ever get to that point or someone from our like representative will get to that point that in that hierarchy no because I think when someone does people then detach them from being the spokesperson for them. Because what the problem is, people don't like people talking for them. People don't like that Ashley Banjo is the guy. Why isn't Ashley Banjo a guy? Why isn't Ashley Banjo the, the voice of us because he's come from GWI and da-da-da? But people don't like that because he's not your friend, so you can't have the word that you want to have, so he can't say the things that you say and know the things that you want, and it will never, it will never tip in your favour because it's, it's not your feeling. That's why I said there's no right or wrong. It's just... No one will ever, like, if I I got that show, Tristan Pauls, BGC Champions, I could get a TV show next week, great, be on the thing. But there's half the dance community wouldn't care that I got it. Oh, you're just your BGT guys, you're not dancers. Like, you just get the same old thing. No one would yeah. be like, oh, that's our boy Glenn from the scene, like, been in cruise for 15, like, no one would care. Because as soon as it's not them or someone they want, it's, it's, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's just very opinionated. Yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> Oh my smile, man! Come on, shout the guy. Yeah, smile, man. Man, you, bro. Last words, Omar. Is it? Is it wrap up time? Last words, Omar. Hit yeah, up. Wrap up. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's yeah. Yeah, I'm done. This <laughs> <laughs> round, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> nah, yeah, no. Nah. I'm, I'm a little bit rattled, but I'm done. All right. Where are you rattled? I'm not done. No, it's all right. I've done my rant. I'm done. Anyway, no. Um, do you know what I realised? Everyone's all coming on now and watching, but... Better watch that replay. Yeah, just watch the replay, people. Um, anyone, any last words? Um, stay happy, guys. Is So, yeah, on BGT. Is BGT over? Oh, everyone good with that oh. or not? Lamar, we have no control. 
Nah, I, I don't think I'll be good. For, I mean, for me right now in life, I mean, it doesn't really start any relevance to me. But I don't know. It just don't sit right with me. But I say that's over. I don't know why. Cool. Um, um, Ollie, just to um, answer your question, you said, is it a hip-hop show? I think that's a whole different question in itself, and I think we'll be here longer than we need to be if we start. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast, bro. Yeah. Um, DMAC, BGT over, good or bad? Um, 50-50, but at the same time, losing it right now is a big um, blow to the whole scene, I feel like, as well, in general, but yeah. Cool, cool. Biz? It is what it is. Shaq, I feel like we're going to hear from you in, in five minutes. Bro, you know what? There's a reply. We're going to get a reply next year as well. I listen. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man. Get me like. That don't even answer the question. I'm, I'm so happy, fam. Alright, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it should be over for now for a refresher, but I think it should be. I think it should be something that comes back so that people can. Focus there uh, where they're gonna head to and be ready for it when it comes back, and it'll be better for everybody. Cool, Mali. Um, I'm 50 50, as be said, as well, it is what it is, but I am a bit of 50 50. Close, yeah. Come on, in. um, yeah, I'd say 50 50 again, but I just feel like definitely stop for now because everything that's going on, but when they do come back, they need to. Do something different, man. I feel like it's coming very repetitive. Just need to kind of speak up and level it up and and stay within the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sort of level it up as time goes on. But, yeah. Cool. Kobe? Um, I feel like it could be a, a loss. I'm kind of on the, um, um, the same side as Glenn, kind of like that refresher. But i got one last question before we go. Do you think, yeah, if it don't roll your head over, yeah? <laughs> oh, he does opposite. Can I talk? Like, if it does get cancelled, yeah, and it's yeah. finished, do you do you think that anything else would actually come up? Like, because BGT, I feel like holds weight in the TV world. So do you feel like seeing something like that actually go will? Spark would, someone to go. Let yeah, me come and replace it. Yeah, it will just be replaced by something else they already know. Yeah, they already know. I was to say they probably do have something. They've always got something planned, though, man. These well, people always said, said there's a YouTube one. Look, they're looking at a YouTube one. I've seen some YouTube ones, but this is when YouTube was just rising and it failed. It failed hard. Um, but I think it may be better. But I, I, yeah, there's a vacuum space for it, bro. If it goes. But it, right now, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be cancelled just for the year and come back next year. So, I don't see anything wrong. Cool. 
All right, guys, um, I'm going to turn off the thing. Everyone that's tuning in now, Peace just love, go back and watch it back. Um, any feelings hurt by what I said? <laughs> well, I do. You don't care. You don't care. I do care. I do care. I care. You're I care. lying. Why are you going to lie on live? Like, Why are you always lying? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know what to say. He said, all right, if anyone's feeling was hurt... Uh, uh, searching for one and oh yeah sorry so log into Spotify everyone tune in on Spotify if you're there all our people our followers our friends if you missed it out and you'd rather listen to it onto your Alexa or Google and blah 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 peace out A-Town everyone be out peace, peace.